You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey. But we want to reach this out to a wider audience. And doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. news the new york rangers have signed ryan lindgren to a three-year extension worth uh, three million dollars and if all the other stuff wasn't happening in that organization um that'd be the biggest news of the week for them but uh no so welcome everyone to the pj's cast i'm your host pierce joined along by my good pals uh, schmitty and jimmy so um if you're yeah. not if you haven't paid attention to any of the Rangers stuff, not what just what happened with the whole Tom Wilson incident, but what like what's been happening this whole year with Tony D'Angelo and Artemi Panarin having to take a leave and it just it's been such a bad PR year for them. And then obviously, um uh I think it's James Gordon. James Gordon mm-hmm. is that yeah, that, that's the GM. John Davidson. John Davidson, they both got fired. And uh, it was James Dolan, who I just figured out is a piece of shit. Like, I did, I like, I knew, I didn't, like, I didn't know he knew the Rangers because I don't really pay much attention to the owners and stuff. But, like, I've learned a t- more than what I wanted to learn about him. And, uh, but, yeah, just the Rangers, you look at the, like, what they've done from a hockey perspective, like, they've done a really good job. And they, the thing that was said about uh, um, James Gordon and uh, John Davidson getting fired is that the Rangers weren't uh, far ahead of the, of the rebuild as the owner wanted it to be. And that's funny because if they were literally in any other division, they'd be in the playoff spot. They just happen to be in a division with like Washington, Pittsburgh, Boston, and the Islanders. You know, it's I don't know. What are your guys' yeah. thoughts on that? I don't want to spend too much time on it because I, I feel like this has been beaten to death by like many other like podcasts and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, Jimmy, you want to go first or? Uh... Oh, oh, sure. Um, no, I mean it's like, like you said, Pierce. There's not really much more to say than like 
it's it's just been a horrible year all around. It, it was one thing after another. First, Tony D'Angelo is a piece of shit. Again, we all know that. Or Tony Panarin is fearing for his and his family's life because he simply does not support Putin, which is, you know, unfortunately just how that is there. Um, but this one really came out of nowhere, the Gordon and uh, Davidson firing. Like, that really just... I. I you and I, Shmini, both, we we just woke up from a nap, each of us. We check our phones, and then, you know, all hell breaks loose in the Rangers organization. And it it's really hard to say that – it's hard to believe that the Wilson incident had nothing to do with that because, it. I mean, it happened right after, and you can't blame anybody for thinking that's why. And it doesn't sound like there's been any confirmation that it wasn't that. There wasn't – from what Friedman said, it sounded like there wasn't any confirmation that it was, but he wasn't saying that there wasn't. So, yeah, I mean, take that as you know, take that as you will. Um, I, I mean, honestly, though, it, it, it's is it, a fan who wants to see original six teams succeed and really well, all teams, but it's uh, hockey's better when the original six teams are doing well. It's it's a bit frustrating with especially how well Gordon has. Uh, form this franchise by the way it's jeff gordon i thought it was james gordon yeah like, jeff that gordon. doesn't sound right it's jeff gordon yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was, i knew it was wrong but i wasn't gonna be that guy i was like yeah whatever you know who cares no, james just... gordon jeff gordon all i know is he doesn't have a job sadly <laughs> and he'll get hired yeah. fast i think yeah, so he better be i mean he really he took a team that was you know that was at the brink of being mediocre and he knew exactly when he knew exactly when to do this, and he knew how to do it, and he did it well. And yeah, they're not contending yet, but <clears throat> these rebuilds take time. And I thought he did a really good job. So I don't know. When they're outsider, contending. Yeah. Everyone's like it's going to be because of Jeff Gordon. Like his fingerprints it are all is, over the state. It is. Yeah, yeah, 100%. just like Dale Talon in Chicago. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I, I just, don't know. It's frustrating as a fan to see this happen, and especially at the hands of James Dolan of all people. Yeah. <laughs> It's just ridiculous to me. Like, I'm actually up in arms about this because I loved when they got John Davidson as the president of the organization. I thought that was such a bright move going forward for their organization. And I like people like when Jeff Gordon got fired, I was looking on Twitter a lot and a lot of people that were defending the firing. They were saying, well, how do you get the two worst prospects out of Tampa's organization in the McDonough trade? And I'm like, if this is really what this is still about, first of all, the guy got two first round picks. And then people don't even like to talk about it. he got another first-round pick in the Nick, Rick Nash trade that year. So he had three first-round picks that year when they were still in a playoff spot selling. He won the lottery twice, which you can't even ask. He got the biggest free agent on the market two years ago on a on a, on a a actually a pay cut, honestly. The Islanders mm-hmm, offered him definitely. all um, Got Jacob Truber for pennies on the dollar. Got Adam Fox for pennies on the dollar. Like it, That's laughable how they got Adam crazy. Fox. It's crazy. It, that – and. For every positive thing they've had, they've had some PR stunt. But from what this sounds like and from what I was reading, like looking into the firings, it seems like this was a very knee-jerk move. And this was like after one of their losses to the Islanders where they just got outmanned. And, no, and, that was it. That was it. Yeah, I forgot about that. The thing that, the thing that boggles my mind is everyone got fired except for the head coach. And from what I've heard from that. every Ranger fan – Dan Quinn's the one holding that team back right now. Quinn or is, David Quinn. David Quinn, right? Quinn, yeah, we just yeah, came messing up names. Dan Quinn's the dude on the Cowboys. <laughs> but, but seriously, David Quinn is the problem on that team right now, and he's and it's the way he deploys them. And yeah. 
it's it's just beyond me that he's still on the team this year. And people will say, oh, well, he got a lot out of Colin Blackwell, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Artemi Panarin can get a lot out of a 40-year-old if he wanted to. It doesn't Colin matter. Blackwell he, he Ryan Strom a top six center. Ryan Strom was a 65-point player last year, I'm pretty sure. Like, that's <laughs> unreal. <laughs> yeah. He made, like, oh my gosh. It's just insane that the, he, the rebuild isn't going fast enough when – all signs are pointing to this team being nothing but good the next few years, especially with how young they are too. And the also, goaltending wasn't even at, as good as it could have been this year. So can we also talk about the fact that it's not going as fast as it is, and their team isn't as good as it could be because of David Quinn? Like you're yep. pointing, you're pointing the finger at the maybe the worst person to point the finger at. You've been given a fantastic roster. Most teams would love to have this forward group, and yep. I mean the defensive group needs Especially work, obviously. But like, holy shit, like that forward group is very good. Even the defense has pieces. You got Lindgren, oh yeah, Fox, Miller, uh, Miller. They still mm. have Lundqvist coming up. Um, there's a couple other. Not not players. Henrik Nils. No, it's <laughs> no, it's good for him to come back so soon. There's a couple. As a defense, no, but yeah, they got. Uh, don't they still have Schneider too? So yeah. They yeah, can. so they got a bunch of prospects, man. They're going to be good. And uh, another guy, I think his name is, like, Zach Jones. He, apparently, he's coming to the huh? lineup, and he's been all like, – Oh, he looks nice. Game. I saw a couple games of him. He looked good. I just really hope Drury doesn't mess this team up because he's going to want to put his fingerprints on this team immediately this offseason. And if those fingerprints aren't getting Jack Eichel, it's going to be a bad move. <laughs> That's is there a like, better situation to step into than the Rangers? Right, like, yeah, at least like, from just, a, re- just at least a rebuilding team? Yeah, just don't do much, man. Don't overreact. Just – to stay the course. I mean, mm-hmm. like, they're, you're, you're, like I saw this thing, it's like, Drew, he's really into analytics and all that stuff. Like, he embraces that. So, if you really do, oh, you, thank you, God. you would keep Good. that team together. Going I forward. was like, and, but he's also why. a Dolan yes man. So, just, yeah. just know that going into this. <laughs> Maybe that's that's probably why uh, well, Jeff Gordon and uh, John Davidson got fired. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me a lot of, like, uh, Bowman and Quinville. Like, it's just a power struggle. Yeah. Oh, God. And when, well, as soon as you're not winning, you know, it's, exactly. uh, so, and the thing is, even when they're losing, they're still selling out. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's the New York Rangers, like exactly. from, a, from a money, what, what from a money standpoint, they're the most valuable franchise in the NHL. Now they're probably not the most like, uh, marketable. Like I'd probably say the Maple Leafs are as much as you <laughs> would disagree mm. with that. It's the, it's the Maple Leafs yeah, or right. the, the, no, the, the Canadian, or even the, like the oh, Blackhawks, I would put them. I would, yeah, I would even put Blackhawks and the Bruins ahead of the Rangers, but they're still the most valuable franchise in the NHL. And really? You, I thought the, the Maple Leafs were at this point. I think the Maple Leafs are like right behind them, but that sounds about right. Sure, Rangers yeah. are number. It's either one still, or the other. We just, know that. Like if you, like we said, if you're in Drury's hands, just just let it ride. Don't touch it. Don't just. You still have your whole scouting department, who has basically had all hits except for Anderson in the last five years. <laughs> I would um. Just let it ride. Just let it ride. Mm-hmm. And uh, people want to play in New York is the thing. Yeah. Like, it's Pen- not going to be hard to get free agents. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Fox wanted to play there, too, and that's where he got traded. Truba did. Yeah, and uh, even, like, going back a few years, I, I still hate him for this, but Kevin Hayes wanted to play in, in New York, which I, I still don't understand that, why you wouldn't want to play in Chicago. That's like the one thing that truly pisses. I don't understand that, but you know, whatever. We won, a, we won the cup. Though. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, you got paid in Philadelphia. Holy God. But uh, anyways, um, the whole Tom Wilson thing, 
I don't know what else, what much more there is to say about this than like other than the fact that I saw. I don't know if you guys saw this video of Christopher Stegen. It said he was saying that uh, if we don't protect our star players, like this is not good for a game. Something to that effect. Uh, that video is on Twitter. I would I'll send it to you guys. But it's just so true that. And then Jennifer Botterill on uh, Sportsnet, she said that. Kids, when they go into hockey, they dream of being in the big game. They don't dream of being in this moment where they're getting in line brawls, you know, and getting hit and being put in danger. You want to be in the moments where you can score big goals, make that big save. That's what people enter hockey for. You, That's what you work your whole life for. But when you're one of the best players in the NHL, Artemi Panarin, getting dragged down to the ice without a helmet, getting your hair pulled, it's just... Um, Why? Imagine if that happened, like, as good as Panarin is, imagine if that happened to Connor McDavid. Imagine if that happened to Austin Matthews. It's just, NHL, like, we need the Department of Player Safety to do their fucking job. It's, oh man, George Peros, he needs to get out of there, dude, because George Peros needs to go fuck himself. That's just the way I'm going to, that's all I got to say about that. He is the for years now. He literally has like a like a clothing line that says "Make hockey violent again." <laughs> you Wait, are, know? You, are you that, serious? Yes, I'm pretty sure. You got listening- he is just uh, like it's a walking case of CTE, and I say that in the most mean way possible. Because he's listening- literally like I George Paros better never catch me on the street. No, no, he no, no, no. Hold up, hold up. We talk about how bad George Paros is. How much worse are the people employing him? How are you employing a guy who sells that? So, I mean, even take away the clothing line, he's clearly inept at his job. But the, the writing is not – like, it's not just the writing. It is on a billboard screaming at you. It's just crazy because it sounds like all everyone that is on that committee with him was disagreeing with him on, like, the last three moves he's done. Yes. And he's, and he's just had an executive call on it. Gary Bettman <sighs> made me agree with him. For once, he was the one who called for the uh, the Wilson suspension uh, when he basically like broke Carlo. Oh, he didn't break Carlo's yeah, back, but he tried to. Him and he was in the hospital. He had blurry vision. And this is the whole oh, thing. Oh God, I didn't like, know. It's that. one thing to have Tom Wilson doing stupid shit, which I don't understand. Why hasn't he learned by your? The frustrating thing is he's a good hockey player. Like why? Stop why why does he? Need, why does he shit. need to do this? He's a fucking good hockey player. Stop doing this. And. He, it's just has has this gone through his head or like but the NH but at the same time the NHL is enabling him. Like if if he does the, like if he can do this and the NHL says, Okay, we're not gonna suspend you, then obviously he's gonna <clears> think <throat> it's okay. You need to set a precedent to protect your star players. It's just this whole thing of the NHL PA. It always have they always have to blame like they never protect the victim. They always like they, they like a five thousand dollar fine, you know, it's just it's a slap a on the wrist. Show. It's a slap yeah, on it's the wrist. Nothing. It's chump change for him, dude. And oh man, and sorry. Going back to what Jennifer Botterill said, like again, they dream for the moments, like like where you want to score that big goal, you want to make that big save, not where you're getting dragged to the ice by someone who constantly does this, like the whole Zach Aston Reese thing, where he had to like he couldn't eat solid food for like a few months. I'm pretty sure, and yep, where he he blindsided Oscar Sungfist. Sheards Caps fans are going to tell you that the uh, ZAR hit is oh, clean, though. God. Yeah, dude, I don't right. care. Right. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Literally, I'm at the point where he either needs a Torres-like suspension, or it's going to sound bad, guys. It's the only time I'm ever going to condone this. Some motherfucker is just going to have to get the balls like, to go out there and headshot him like, as hard as like he can Nick, and make Nick, sure he never no. comes back no, because like, it's going to have to take a Bertuzzi. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, Pierce, no, but it's no, going to no, have to take no, a Bertuzzi-like hit. Where he just ends some dude's career, or he's gonna have to get fucked up for 
any of this stuff. Yeah. Because no one touches him right now. No one fucking touches him. And even if someone touches him, now they got charred to defend him this year. So oh it's God. like, dude, someone's either, like, that's why, like, when Nico Bay Cubell went knee on knee with him, I was just like, oh, that sucks. Anyway, that's how people should be. That's how people should be. It's like, oh, you want to go for my stars? Bet. I'll go for your knees. If that's how we're going to play. Because he's been doing this for years now. He's been doing it for years. And he doesn't learn. The only time he did learn was when he got suspended. And even when he did get suspended, he had an appeal to get it shortened. And he still – and clearly he's gone he back to it. He does he exactly what he's told to do, and he gets it to work. But, but Schmitty, he's hot, so it's okay. I can't stand him, dude. He's so hey, skilled, and he just stays hey, doing stupid shit. Hey, you would have him on your team. Oh, every oh. team. Joe would have him on your team. You should see that fucking Ryan Whitney thing. It's like, oh, Whitney. <laughs> it's like a 38-year-old man is doing that. That know? was literally, that <laughs> was basically Barstool Sports. Yeah. You know, it wasn't all of it, but that was, a, like, if someone asked me what Barstool Sports is, that's what I would show them. No, you know what I would show them? Do you wash your hands after taking a pee? Oh, my God. <laughs> KFC Barstool. No one piece of shit. Which, by the way, if you, follow, if you follow or support Barstool, fuck you. Don't listen to this. Like, honestly. I don't, <laughs> Jesus. I don't care if the white frat boys will be in my mentions. I mean, you're not wrong, but damn. Dude, Go damn off, man. Shit. But yeah. going back to the whole... Oh, God. What point was I going to make up? Um... I don't even know at this point. It's just, it's been analyzed to death. Like, the, yeah. the fact that George Peros has this clothing line um, where it's like, make Actually, Oh, I want to say one thing, and this isn't really like a big difference, but like, I was looking it up. So, George Peros doesn't own the line, and there are a lot of people going, oh, well, you know, he doesn't own it, he doesn't own it. But he did give it a ton of initial funding, exactly. which still is like, I don't want to, like, I just don't want to put it, you know, put something false out there. At the same time, people need to know that he was funding that. Also, the designs of it are not exactly uh, pleasing. Yeah, so the, I was listening to the Staff and Graf podcast and uh, the host, Mikey Stevens, um, which, by the way, you should listen to that show. It's a great show, a great podcast. And he said that basically that would be like equivalent to putting an arsonist in charge of the uh, the, uh, the fire, like firefighter committee, you know? It's like, <laughs> literally it's, though. Like, and, then they, and then he said it's the equivalent of uh, like uh, putting Ted Bunny in charge of Safe Walk, like where you walk in a like Oh my god. It's so true though. It's just, it is. Oh. Remember like, when oh. we complained about Brandon Shanahan? Remember when we had complaints about him? I would like that's how low like, – well, not that Brandon Shanahan was necessarily bar, bad. He wasn't perfect, but the in bar's below the earth's That's a hard job, dude. Like, there's got to yeah. be so much pressure from, like, owners and stuff. And that, it, like, don't don't suspend my player, please, you know? Like, there's got to oh be a lot God. of that. I and, don't – and Paris is giving into it. Like, that's the thing. He's he's a yes-man to everybody. Yeah. Like, honestly, and he's – He's got his past issues, um, not, and obviously with fighting and whatnot. But the perfect guy would be Daniel Carcillo. I'm sorry, like he would be my first choice. A guy who actually cares about the players and cares about the safety of the players. You know, yeah. the, the the reason you're supposed to work that job. Like, come on, man. It's like how how in the world did you hire George Peros? This is a guy who's been enforcer. But not an enforcer who, you know, like Carcillo or, you know, there, there have been other players. You know, Carcillo's not the only guy, the most vocal, yes. But a guy who did all of this and went, oh, hey, maybe, you know, look back in the mirror and said, hey, maybe this wasn't, you know, maybe this wasn't smart at all. But no, no, we've got George Peros, the guy who is funding a line 
called Make Hockey Violent Again, a guy who clearly has a love for hockey being violent and unsafe, is the guy who is deciding how people should be punished for making the sport not safe. You you can't make this up. It's the most NHL thing ever. So enough negativity. I want to try because yes. like I think we've we've said all that's been said about this. It's just, <clears throat> okay. Oh my god, NHL just it's just there's so much like it, it that's it just shows how much of like a like a old hockey men the the league is is like oh I don't want to suspend this guy because I I have a feeling that the owner won't like me you know it's just Ooh, you, you're in a job shit. exactly this is a job where you're supposed to protect your players don't give a fuck <laughs> whether you're the owner or the GM says okay why would you suspend my player then don't fu- like tell him not to do this dirty shit anymore and it won't happen like. God, get it through your fucking head, man. Like, it's just so frustrating. Anyways, um, we, we're t- on the topic of uh, hockey players funding something. Uh, Alex, on a more positive news, Alexander Ovechkin um, funded the, uh, I think it was the Washington Spirits, their soccer team, which, I mean, dude, that's fucking awesome. It's just, rarely do we see, it seems like, at least in hockey, it rarely seems that we see athletes take advantage of their money and invest in women's sports, and I just... That's nothing but positives, man. And just shout out to Ovechkin. And I saw this. I saw these comments. It's like, oh, Putin supporter. Why? Why should <laughs> should we care? No, it's and, not uh, wanting to get killed. That's yeah, really all it is. Like, like, buddy, you want a gun pointed to your head too? Every time you speak, like, you yeah, your, do you want Alex Ovechkin having to go overseas and fear for his yeah, family again? Want, like, sorry, like a player doing it again? Like, come on, it's very obvious. Like food poison, you know, it's come on, dude. Yeah, it's it's read awful. the room, as they would say. Read the room, exactly. Yeah, read the fucking country at this point. Oh, boy, but I By the way, um, I, I saw you. I uh, um, had a reply to a tweet about it. Um, Schmitty, uh, Tim Tebow is signing with the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> as a tight end. Oh my gosh! Oh, like, what is Urban Meyer doing? Oh, yeah, I, I tweeted it, but I just I'm really excited. Uh, I think the halftime prayers are going to go really hard. I know. Oh man, it's we're gonna get a new like plethora of memes to use. This is gonna be so great. Oh, I'm thankful for it. At least it's not. You won't even make it out of training camp. <laughs> I told Tim Tebow signs with signs with the Blackhawks and he decides to play hockey. Oh, let's go. Turn, mm-hmm. turn winger. I can't believe it. Bro, he can play left D. JJ Watt on the left wing. Oh hell yeah, grinder. Imagine him, him and Patrick Doc heavy? destroying everyone. I need JJ Watt to absolutely brain Tom Wilson. Like, here's the thing, like, and I want to say this, like, I don't want to get back into this topic too long, but like, obviously I've talked about, you know, my, my, uh, my concussion history. I don't, you know that I'm like the last person to say that someone should go and like, you know, be concussed. Off with his head. But they're like, I guess I shouldn't say I want Tom Wilson to get, you know, hit like that. But I'm not going to be complaining if he does. I, I was going to say, let's people, just say I don't want him to get hurt, but I won't be complaining if he does. It's that, and it sucks because I don't like saying that. But the thing is, like Schmitty said, it's it's the reason is that it's probably the only way this guy's going to change. Like, I'm sorry, I don't even think a Torah suspension is going to do anything. I don't because no, I he's still going to have his teammates enabling him, saying, you know, oh, well, we don't understand why the league is defending. You know, the league wants him to get suspended. We don't understand. Like, no, you'll find out why the league wants you suspended when you understand what you're doing to people. Hey, you don't want to know the only way to really prove a point to stubborn people is if that happens to themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds like a lot of people in the last year and a half. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to, yeah, again, I don't want to pull us back into that topic too much. So uh, <laughs> let's pull something positive here. Um, 
Connor McDavid is currently on track to join Gretzky, Lemieux, and Orr as the only player to have more assists than the league's third highest point total in an NHL season. If he did not have a single goal, he would be second in league scoring. Second behind Behind his own teammate. Behind his teammate. (laughs) Laughable, dude. It's laughable. And then, like... The, the argument guy. that people have been making over the last two days is that, well, Sidney Crosby got his team to a one seat. And then, like, someone <laughs> literally pulled up the advanced analytics, and it's like their goals for when Crosby's on and off the ice is like 0.1 difference or something like that, or like one point difference. McDavid, it's like a 17 point difference. It goes from like 59.4 to like 42.4. For the Pittsburgh end of things, yes, Mike Sullivan should be nominated for the, the Jack Award. Jack yeah, you, more sense. But mm-hmm. if you don't have McDavid number one on your heart ballot, what the fuck is wrong with you? you Seriously? Ballot taken away next year. That's just the way it is. Wait, wait, hang on, Jimmy. What were you saying? Leadership. Oh, dude, you're right. He doesn't get it done in the playoffs. He doesn't have a, a full 200-foot game. You're but right. does he back check? Exactly. But no. does he block shots? <laughs> What's amazing is that he does back But did he too. carry his team to a wild-card spot? <sighs> not yeah, only that, was second that's the stupidest bullshit. part because people act like like you need to do that. And it's like, do people not realize that like the Oilers would be as bad as the Sabres, basically, if they didn't have one that's of McDavid or Drysaddle? Okay. <laughs> literally is Pittsburgh, the most valuable player yeah. by every standard people set. Yes, Pittsburgh will be worse off without Crosby. Well, look at the fucking way. If they don't have McDavid, they might be down there with Otto. Yeah, they might oh, be yeah. worse than Otto. I don't know about Sabres bad because they do have some really good pieces like there. But dude, you still have Drysidle, yeah, and you still so have Darnold sure. Nurse. Um, you have Mike Smith, uh, known. Dude, Mike Smith might get nominated for Vesna. He's not gonna get nominated. He, no, they won't. Oh, like he's had a great. Season. Nah. It's gonna be it's gonna be Vasilevsky, Flurry, and Soros. Uh, or you know what? Honestly. I could totally see hockey. Well, you know, who votes in the Vezina again? Gen- general managers, which I bet. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> okay. No, maybe Mike Smith will get nominated. Someone really just said why. We Ken Holland. That's my boy. Uh, <laughs> you know, Mike Smith, he uh, he definitely plays the puck a lot. For sure. <laughs> He's so good, man. Whenever I think of that, that, I think of him going to play the puck and then Strom banks it off him in game one. Oh, my God. I saw that, and I immediately was just like, oh, so this is how today's going to go. Awesome. <laughs> when I was <laughs> watching that chaos. game, though, against Vancouver, as soon as he hit point ninety eight, because he, he, he was at 96, and then he got two points, he hit 98. I'm like, dude, he's hitting 100 in this game. And I was literally, like, when he hit 100 points, I was literally laughing, because there's, there's no other way to, like, convey how good of a player he is and the whole arguments the whole <laughs> arguments of like Matthews is better than McDavid and like they're in a making mouse division why can't we just enjoy our skilled players why do we have to pit them against each other why do we have to put asterisks in front of them they're doing so good and the people that are saying oh it's a making mouse division are going to be the same people it's like why isn't hockey a bigger sport you know just let's McDavid enjoy let things man it's not that just hard. En- exactly just enjoy things it's a, such a tough time in the world right now just enjoy the fact there's hockey on just enjoy the fact that Connor mcdavid is having the best season since the 1990s when like mario lemieux was playing you know it's amazing and that like, Matthews is having the best goal scoring pace like, since, like even more than ovechkin when he had 65 goals just enjoy things man like why do we have to and that's why hockey will never be, be a big sport because we always have to be like oh wow well what about this you know it's what about ism just stop enjoy it is someone who loves movies like a subjective you know a subjective topic I definitely think it can be problematic to say just enjoy things. But the most amazing part here is that it's the thing that people say they enjoy. Enjoy the thing that you say is your biggest passion, your favorite sport, the best sport in the world. It's thriving and you're complaining about it. 
Like, what more do you want? What more do you want? And, like, for Connor McDavid and sorry. Austin Matthews. It's fair to critique, like, what the, like, the <sighs> owners do, like, the whole Department of Failure Safety. Like, that makes sense. But oh, no, that's when, it, there's such, when there's such a positive, like, what McDavid and Matthews have been doing, just no, enjoy completely different. complaining. It's just, so, different. it's just so ridiculous, in my opinion, because... Everyone complains – like, I I was one of those people, too, where you complain about the division and all that. But most of the people that complain about the division, I feel like it's more out of jealousy because I feel like every team would kill to play the Sens and the Canucks in the Flames like 20-something times Dude, in And a here's year. the thing. Like, the Sens have been hot. Like, Sens have been good this year. Not, like, they've been better not, than they've been in the last two. It's not as if, if they're yeah. facing – buffalo like every single game and the yeah. same people like i saw a colorado fan arguing that it's just like oh his his points shouldn't you count play uh, anaheim and san jose you play times. all the californian teams exactly Shut up. and arizona oh like just stop even people in the central division it's like we got the beat up on the red wings and uh, blue jackets <laughs> this year like <laughs> the east fun. division got the beat up on the sabers and devils like some teams got the beat up on us like let's be honest yeah like honestly yeah, when Lincoln wasn't like standing on his head, and the power play wasn't lightning into the ground. Yeah, but you want to get into that? The Blackhawks won last night. Please, that was amazing. And like, if you're looking at like wanting to get the best draft pick perspective, <laughs> obviously it doesn't help. But just like, I don't buy that, man. Like the fact that no. exactly just going back home in front of fans and Twistle getting his first goal, the Brinkit just continuing to be amazing. By the way, third and goals behind. Yeah, 31, 31 goals behind uh, two guys that we were just talking about, Matthews and McDavid, which is unbelievable. And he missed time. He missed time, too. He might even be second if he didn't miss, oh, like, a few man. games. It's ridiculous. And Dude, empty net by, like, millimeters. Oh, my God. So, so did Brandon Hagel. I wanted Brandon Hagel to hit oh, that. Oh, that Brandon Hagel goal was so, so funny last night. All, oh, off the post, and then just the lucky bounce in. Oh, my and God. And they looked genuinely, like, motivated playing mm-hmm. in front of fans. And... You know, I don't know how much, like, of case you can make of this, but you really wonder if they had fans back earlier, even if, like, there was just a few thousand, like, if they would have, like, tried harder, like, clo- like clamped things down at a game like Columbus where they gave up that late goal or Carolina, you know, it just... Yeah. They didn't want it hard enough. Yeah, they didn't try hard enough. Also, yeah. for, like, the people that will be like, oh, well, they need to lose out and get a better pick. They kind of uh, did that already, if we're being honest. They lost, like, here's the I want to say they lost nine of their last 12. So this is, blew my mind. The stat that blew my mind was that Lincoln hadn't won since April 12th. I didn't yeah, even, yep, like, that's like I didn't a, even notice that. Started into the ground. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's sad but, because, like, he wasn't even that bad. It's just, like, it, it came to a point where he, he just couldn't carry this god-awful yeah, defense yeah. anymore. Which it's hard for any goalie to do. I mean, I also it's um, horrible defense. Sorry. I just want to say, since I don't think we had a podcast since then, uh, I feel like we all need to kind of give Colin Delia his uh, credit because he had oh, a yeah. nice <laughs> start on Thursday. Yeah, where I think he also had 37 saves, ironically, like Lincoln oh, did on good. Thursday. Like, it's Carolina. It's so. nice he got those wins, but he he wouldn't have made a difference. Like oh no no no. But I it's just like it's good to see him finally get a win yeah, after definitely. playing for four months basically. So you gotta give credit to him. That must be tough. Like basically. Oh yeah, he's been the third goalie for two yeah. years, and then coming in playing Carolina, yeah. who might win the President's Trophy. Like the thing is, like I'm, I have to say it before, uh, Puck and Hostile stalks on our podcast and uh, comes at us. You know he names every Delia hater. Um. 
I don't think there's anything wrong with what they did handling Delia. Like, you just you have third goalies, especially this year. You're just going to have third goalies. That's what it is. Like, and you, you can justify Rockford. You can't just shove them in Rockford. There already are like, what, like three, four goalies down there already. You can't be doing that. So, and here's the thing. Lincoln and Subban were better than Delia for I, most of the season. I was about they to say, were. yeah, you can totally justify it because the first three months of the year, they were fine. Everyone was above like a 915. So and when they weren't Delia doing that well, you can just go. I'm not saying you, it's an excuse, but the reason is defense isn't that good. Adam Bofist has looked great. Connor Murphy is Connor Murphy, and besides that, uh, not much else. Kleenek was a nice surprise later on, but that was later on, and he isn't. Exactly it was it was so nice away. watching all the rookies play, and they weren't that bad. Like I, I would have to look at the analytics. Oh, hang on, the analytics aren't good, so they didn't have a good game. But like, the analytics are pretty good. <laughs> Who Azadorov? Yeah. Yeah, get the fuck off my team though. <laughs> but it's nice being it's nice seeing like Regula play. It was nice seeing Bodan and Mitchell. Like I saw Bonan and Mitchell, even though they were on the ice for that, uh, I think it was the the Bodan and goal. I can't goal. Goal. That one. second goal, my bad. But it's just it's again, it's just nice seeing the young guns play, you know. I think yeah. Bodan, didn't Bodan like accidentally pass it to Pissick or something? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, well he's gonna get scratched for ten more games in a row. Oh, well, I hope he's not in the oh, doghouse as bad as Strom is right now. And then he's gonna get <laughs> traded. Bode, what? Then he's hmm? gonna get traded to Philadelphia for Nolan Patrick. Let's go! Nolan Patrick for Dylan like Strome. The trade is one for I swear one. to God, I can't fucking no. Stop, please, God. <laughs> Strome okay. for, for Patrick. I, if it was Strome for Patrick and a pick, I actually wouldn't be against that. Honestly, like, it would make sense too because Nolan Patrick went second overall, dude. Again, like sure. I mean, is is Patrick? He he's sat out some games this year, hasn't he? Like as usual. Oh, he's had a rough go of it. Like I don't yeah. know his stats and stuff, he's but I know he definitely hasn't figured it through. So I really empathize with what he's going through. That's not like I'm saying from experience. It's very hard to balance that with a general life. I can't even imagine how he's doing that with an NHL career. So kudos to him on that. Like the fact that he's playing in the NHL, dealing with that kind of issues. Like that's insane. Especially so, like, considering yeah. the circumstances, what's going on in the world right now. Like yeah. Oh, man. 100%. Mm. So we have two playoff series that have been decided, uh, Carolina and Nashville, and then Tampa and Florida, which I think oh, there's going to be a lot of good uh, matchups, but I think this is going to be the one to keep an eye on Tampa and Florida, like the best one to watch because they're just so evenly matched. Do you guys want to do a playoff preview of it right now, just what we're doing, or do you want to kind of wait till like, uh, another episode to do it? Like, oh, we can do Tampa and Florida now. It's, it's yeah. going to be just... It's going to be a blast. And they they <laughs> play each other nine times in a row. They played each other, I think it was a couple days ago or a day ago. I can't remember. The time too. Yeah, they play oh, again. They yeah. they might potentially nine. play nine games in a row against each other. I hope so, it's nine. Ironically, same with Carolina and Nashville, too, because they're finishing the season against right, each other. Right. Oh, yeah. So a little preview for everyone. But these, I think we already saw it in the Those game. Are on are two uh, playoff matchups that have been decided so far. Yeah, it it's both in the central too that's ironic but um i just i really feel like this series is gonna get out of hand game one. Oh, it is we saw what, we saw what happened in that game like 134 oh, penalty minutes there was spearing there was just dirty play all around you're gonna get stamkos and kucherov back for the lightning so they're just gonna have such a oh, boost to their game pretty yeah. sure florida is also having 50 percent capacity too for the playoffs yeah that's yeah. so I mean, it's gonna be, it's that's gonna another be thing. Like the like the fans coming back. I really hope when even if it's on the road, whoever wins the cup, that there's fans in the building. Please, yeah. God, yeah, it's better not be in Canada. 
Yeah, <laughs> if Tor- but if Toronto loses in Toronto, that'd be funny. Oh, if Toronto loses in Toronto, <laughs> then good. Or like Montreal loses, or like honestly, if Canada loses, it's fine. But if they win in Canada, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's a Canadian team, do it on the road, man. Yeah, just get it in America. Oh, yeah. I want actual fans in there. I don't. Toronto being in Toronto and losing is just I don't know. I can't handle but, that right now. It's too early. It's I, in the afternoon, it's too early. Well, do you have, like, an, a, the, you have like, an attachment to them or something? Do you like them? Mm-hmm. I think you would be a fan, Pierce. Maybe. <laughs> but um, hey, do you own, do you own a, would you happen to own a sweater of of your Maybe. of that team? Maybe Jimmy. I don't know. But it's <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> like looking at it, it's like fuck you. <laughs> I wanted to point out. I feel like the the X factors going into the series. Obviously, the Lightning have Sam Girls and Kucherov coming back, but I feel like it's not getting talked enough how Sam Bennett is just I'm, lighting. I, it I'm up pretty sure he Joe set Quinn. the record for Dude. most points through ten your first his like first ten games as a Florida Panthers. Like he yep. broke Powell Burns. He is going to 15 be fifteen and ten. A fucking asshole dude he's the perfect playoff player and he performs in the playoffs too like when calgary lost he was not the problem like he was performing not only is he a playoff player he's a playoff player playing on a real hockey team and not having on monahan as a center yeah literally a black hole of the place he's he's playing center and and he's playing with like hornfist dude that's a pain in the ass that that is such a line oh my gosh put like vetrano there too oh man i'm pretty sure that's what the line is that's that's a nasty line right there. Oh man, and I like everyone predicted. Montours looked pretty good there. Like four Which points taken. Playing him, oh yeah, playing in Buffalo. That's gonna be so rough. But at least you know you get traded to Florida. Good team, good coach, and a good. It, it's it's just it's nice that he's figuring it out. Yeah. And kind of why I want to see Rista line and get out of Buffalo eventually. Because yeah, even if he's know, been I bad, want... I kind of just want to see him oh, anywhere else. He's <laughs> been horrible. Like. Oh, what's the quote again? Rasmus Ristolainen blocks shots that the other defensemen wouldn't have the balls to, like, allow or something like that. It's just, mm-hmm. I always think of that when Rasmus Ristolainen, like, when when, he, when his name gets brought, brought up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, Hold up. But, but that's the thing But that's the thing with Florida this year. They're they're so deep, and you they're, they're goaltending. You never know who they could put in. I was going to say, who's their goalie? Who do you, who do you start game Man, one? I, would, I know they're going to ride Bobrovsky game one, yeah, but... It's gonna be. You gotta put night in if it's if it's bad game. Dude, one. I don't care. Night in. Is Drieger healthy? Yeah, that's the question. Because honestly, my first choice is Drieger. They're gonna give it to Bob though. Dude, you know, I, I say I say fuck it, go Spencer Knight, man. I don't even care. You oh, you ride the hot hand. Yeah. Cam Ward, baby. Stop. <laughs> Matt Matt don't Tempe. ever compare him to Cam Ward ever again. <laughs> when Matt Murray, Charles oh, is sitting there cringing, listening to this right now. <laughs> I can't yeah. work. That dude got a con Smith in a cup when he can have that forever, even if he every was time, a mediocre goalie the rest of his career. <laughs> every time a rookie goes on the hot streak, like Matt Murray, too, the first thing I think is like, oh man, who wouldn't want to follow in the footsteps of long, long lasting. Uh, definitely Vezina winner after his first hot streak cam award. Well, I mean, there's also the other opposite where people think they're t- the next Tony Esposito. So. Oh, no, no. My favorite thing was when they compared Matt Murray to Ken Dryden. Esposito, <laughs> 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 They did both. Seriously? Like, yep. Because he oh, won the first year. And then he like won two cups as a rookie technically because it didn't count. Or some stupid thing like that. He, wait, hold on. He won two cups as a rookie? I'm pretty sure yeah, that's I'm a thing. Sure he only played so many games the first year. 
No, I feel the best thing was Penn's fan saying he should have won the Calder for winning the Cup. Oh, dude, no. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing. Because I'm pretty sure 2016, it was Panarin. Like, it was Panarin McDavid. And then 2016, yeah. 17, it was Matthews and Line and Wierenski, I'm pretty sure. Like, no, no. Mm-hmm. Nah, no, dude, you're right. He <laughs> faced 20 shots a night and won the Cup, so... It's so and good. It's not even that Pittsburgh defensively. They just had the puck the whole game pretty much. Yeah. <sighs> you have Sid and Crosby and Evgeny Malkin on your team and a good coach. I mean. Can't that, forget that, that third, the HBK line. That third line, dude. Uh, like, as yeah. much as I don't like Pittsburgh, like, that 2016 team was so much fun to oh, watch. Yeah. 2017 was miserable. That was from... like they won by the skin of their teeth. It was almost like the 2015 Blackhawks where they have a good team, but everyone was kind of doubting them. They are like, there's no way they got a third one, you know? What's like, yeah, kind of like, like you, you're the baby fat's gone. Like, it's not cute anymore. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, everyone's kind of, like, the whole world is against you. It's like, no, you're not going to win a third cup. And it's like... And they do it anyways because they're so skilled, you know. I think they were against him in the first one too because Thornton and Marlowe were in the cup. Like I know I wasn't rooting for Pittsburgh. Like oh, I was definitely going for San Jose, but like I wasn't mad that Pittsburgh won because like they had such a good team that year. I was happy for Kessel. Oh, 2016. No, it wasn't 2016, but 2017. We we all know. But 2017, I was totally cheering for Nashville. I didn't want Pittsburgh to win. I, like, yeah, listen, dude, I hate Nashville, Nashville like, so many times. Dude, the Colton, the Colton Sissons will – oh, my God. Dude, and people forget the first goal of the whole series when they called yeah, Forsberg off sides. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my like, God. Oh, my gosh. That series just had the refs grinding claws all if over. If Kevin Fiala and Ryan Johansson are healthy for that series, they won the cup. Yeah, people That's forget that Frederick Gaudreau was the first line center <laughs> or the second line center. Dude, for he's in Ed- Pittsburgh now and he's and he has like and he's doing good with jeff carter <laughs> yeah because he well he's like i practiced against, i had to go against malkin in the cup final i'm used to this now you yeah, can't beat just, him like jeez good for jeff carter also by the way so we should no, shout I'm, that I'm out. glad that he's, uh, he's like, yeah, back. like killing it like, pittsburgh is a third line guy as much as i dislike nashville obviously um man that crowd throughout that playoffs oh, was it was incredible cool. Cool. I I still want to play. I still want to go to a, a playoff game in Nashville. Yeah, and last night they only had. I, I go to jail. Four. <laughs> I talk so much crap. Mm-hmm. I think they have four, four to five k people in the uh, arena last game in Bridgestone Arena. That place was loud. Like yeah. when Nashville fans want to go, they go. And Dude, it's they're real- rowdy SEC fans. I always tell this to people. Like you, you can. You can never take that into, or like that's why Carolina fans are so good. It's just a bunch of college football fans. Like <laughs> that's the best yeah, kind of when fan. Carolina that's the most manic kind of fan. When like, Carolina won the cup in 2006, like that building was crazy, especially in yeah. game seven. Shit. Like that was crazy. Like listen to watch that game. I'm pretty sure there's a full replay of that game seven. Yeah, yeah. You want to know who scored the goals in the, that game? I because I watched it the other day. It was Aaron Ward got the first goal. Thomas Caberley's brother, Frank, Frank, I think it's Frank Caberley. And then the third goal was Justin Williams, empty netter. And I remember Williams. Yeah. <laughs> it was young Justin Williams, right? Like number yeah. 11, Justin Dude, Williams. I think. And guess who was the captain of that team? Uh, Robert Nemore. Yeah. One of the more underrated cup raises, him lifting the cup. Dude, he's going to, he's going to raise the cup as a captain and raise the cup as a coach. I want to for the Chicago Blackhawks. Yes, Chicago. <laughs> Let's Blackhawks. go. Jeremy to assistant coach. All these good coaches are getting available or still available, and I'm just like, you know, Colton, you're good, but I'd still really take Galan or Boudreaux. Yeah, I, in a I, if, we, if if you tell like, me if we call, fire Colton, we get Galan. I'm still. Oh my that. god, um, dude! You know, like, a friend of the podcast Ben had a great idea, and he said, uh, "Galan to Detroit." 
played with Eiserman in the late 80s, early 90s. Or if he wants to Columbus, because look what did he do with Ooh. Vegas. And I feel like Columbus is kind of in that same boat where you don't, like, at least the 2017-18 Golden Knights where they didn't have a legitimate superstar, but they have, like, nice pieces where he could kind of take advantage of it. And obviously, you got the defense and goaltending to go alongside of it. I feel like he'd be a great fit in Columbus. And he embraces that skill, you know? And I, I still don't... Expansion team-wise, he should go to Seattle. Oh, yeah, that too would work out. And I still don't understand why he's Vegas. I still don't get that. I actually, I have to head out, um, but to uh, transition to the next topic, I want to put out my prediction. Um, Eichel to Columbus. Oh, okay. Line who, do, who, does, who does Buffalo get back? Yeah, what, like line what? does Line go to Buffalo? Oh, they're gonna get a nice fancy Alex Tessier. <laughs> Oliver Bjorkstrand. Yes. Vladislav well, Gavrikov. Did you hear my uh, my prediction? Because I'm very strong on it. No, um, I hear your return. Yeah, second round pick in Anders Bjork. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> or maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe Evan sees the Bjork and Bjorkstrand, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> I like that. It's gonna be one for one. It's gonna be like a Paul Fenton trade. All right, boys. Well, don't miss me too much. And we'll, all, we'll, we'll try. All four we'll eleven try. of me. Have a good day, we'll buddy. Try not to grieve your grieve you leaving. Oh, I'm sure it won't be too hard. Let's see. Da, 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 da. I'm slow. Goodbye, Keith. But um. Oh yeah, dude. Like I know we were just kind of talking about briefly. I know we kind of wanted to touch on Nashville, Carolina. I think Carolina is going to have their number. By the way, that series, it's oh, going to be like part of me. Part of me is thinking UC Saros because he's been that good that he could. Oh, he could steal the series, hundred percent. Pekka Rene asked from like that's, three years that's, ago. That's in the back of my mind that UC Saros. But dude, Carolina is so good. Like, how do you not to pick them? Yeah. Like people, I all year I feel like I've been preaching them that they're the best team in the league in my opinion, and I think everyone around the league is finally starting to realize it because I think you can agree with me that team is five lines deep and probably four mm-hmm. pairings deep. Yeah, goalies deep. Yeah, like the fact that they have that much depth and Brindamore can coach them all to their strengths so well, it's it's beyond me. And, and then you have. Guys- they have high end still to go with that too. Oh yeah, such high end. just took a huge step this Dude, year. Jacob Slavin like is constantly in the like the like in the conversation of being the most underrated defenseman. They have Dougie Hamilton, and you just casually have like Brett Pesci. Yeah, <laughs> and like it allows guys like Jake Bean to like not have as much pressure either. So he Dude, can just he's like play he's playing a third pairing role. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's great, and then they have Brady. Shea, they have Brady Shea on that team too. He's like a complete. And, and Jay, you can't forget get jake gardner dude literally, he literally he went on waivers this year <laughs> oh my gosh like it's insane oh by the way ladies and gentlemen now that jimmy's gone we are starting the snyder cast <laughs> five hour podcast <laughs> oh my gosh but um yeah i just feel like that series it, unless nashville's offense just has like a goal streak spurt where they just I... they get white hot for some reason i just I don't see that series getting past five. Like, <laughs> like I think if they can make the games close, but at the end of the day, I still think Carolina will like yeah. pull through. They play that style to where like you can it'll be like a three-one game, but I just feel, I could just see it as just Carolina's just pouring shots on Soros every game. Well, I think here's what I'll say. I think Carolina needs to get off to a hot start because if Nashville gets like a win on the road, I oh yeah, they'll get all the. Oh yeah, dude! If they pulled the crap the Hawks pulled in 2017 and get yeah. shut out, game which I think, which they won't. Let's be no, honest. But you but. can't lay an egg the first game. You're right, 100. No, they have to come up like come out 110. percent 
Yeah, like, and I think they learned that from last year a little bit too, because I, if I remember correctly, they looked really flat in that Boston series. Oh, like I, so I still can't believe they they lost in five games to that. Yeah, Ooh. they looked so good in the Rangers series before that, and then they it was just like it evaporated the next series. And I know they lost a couple close ones, but I just felt like that swagger they had. They, even they could have done a lot more. There. Yeah, but. It might work for Carolina though, because they don't have to play Boston until the conference final if they do. So yeah, Boston kind of has their number because they you for, just kind of forget that they did sweep them in the 2019 conference final. Oh yeah, dude. Like, and I also think you were saying that uh, uh you said Florida Tampa could be the best series if uh, Washington Boston happens. That's, oh, that's dude, that's crazy. <laughs> like, I think like that would be a fun series to watch, but. Boston 100% wins that. Mm-hmm. Looking at all the metrics, like Boston, like I was looking at it, Boston is a huge dark horse. They're not getting enough attention. And, you know, we, we, we can rag on them like Boston, like, but you look at all their like advanced stats, they're like top five and basically everything. Oh, dude, I was literally telling my brother about this uh, last night, or I think it was two nights ago. We were talking about like who could win the cup. And I was like, this could be Boston. Like, like you said, it could be Boston's here because it was like when the Hawks won in 2015 and when the Caps won in 2018, when no one expects you to win is usually the year that everything goes your way in the playoffs. So, I mean, and they... Like, Even they like the 2019 have, Blues, eh? Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Just like... And they and they have that core that knows what it takes to get to where they need to go, mm-hmm. and now they have the secondary pieces to go with it. Because like, guys yeah. like Smith and Hall are going to make a huge difference. Yeah, I was going to say, like, obviously that first line of Marchand, um, Bergeron, Pasternak has been consistently the best, probably the best line in the NHL for the past few years, but now, but they, you know, you get... You, and then now you have a legitimate top six. Now you have a legitimate second scoring line like Hall, uh, Krejci, and Smith have been incredible, and that allows guys like Jake DeBrus, Charlie Coyle, and uh, Nick Ritchie to play on your third line. And then you got like Corrali and whoever the hell else on your fourth line. Like, and oh yeah, they so, don't have the, the they don't have the defensive personnel from years past where like Krug and Char obviously left, but like McAvoy and just like a whole bunch of other people because McAvoy, McAvoy and Carlo are really solid. Like yeah. And, and so uh, was Grizzlick and Mike Riley. Like, I really like that Mike Riley yeah, pickup. Yeah, Mike Riley I, was very underrated pickup. And I and I feel like he could be there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'd, I could see him signing like a – I know the John Moore contract didn't work out too well in Boston, but a deal like that I could definitely yeah. see for Mike Riley. And Tuka Rask is probably the best goalie in that division. Exactly. Like, they're – I they're set up in a very good spot because and they're getting healthy at like right at the right time like knock on wood nothing happens but oh hundred percent too because it doesn't sound like Ovechkin's gonna be hundred percent come playoff time they they're having their like quarrel with Kuznetsov going on oh you God, have Pittsburgh yeah. who I'm sorry I don't trust their goaltending for one second in the playoffs even if they've been like stand like above standard this year see if they were against like washington i think they'd be washington but the islanders man even if i think the island like pittsburgh's first had that number, division, like the islanders that... got their number and yeah exactly yeah it, the way the islanders are playing might just work out into their favor same with boston like yeah. i could definitely see a three four second round type thing you mm-hmm. know what i mean i, I think that mm-hmm. and just like boss again like just like they 
they've gone through so many injuries, but yet again, they're one of the best possession teams in the NHL. I think they're like third best defensive team in the NHL. They have the best penalty kill. And now that you got your offense going, you got your defense healthy and Rask is healthy, dude. They could be really like a huge dark horse to win the cup. Yeah, people don't give um, uh what's the head coach's name? in uh... Bruce Cassidy, dude. He's, Bruce Cassidy. He's they don't give him a lot of enough oh, credit because he's had arguably the best defensive system in the NHL for the last yeah. three years. So, like they're so stingy, they barely give yeah, a thing. They allowed the least amount of goals last year, I think, when they won the President's Trophy. They were super solid in 2019, also. Like, that's another. That, the Boston's one of those teams where, like, you look back at them in like 2015, and they were kind of like, arguably kind of Oxford. Yeah, they had a few middling years there, and there's even some like moves where you're like, okay, what the fuck? Why would you trade? Yeah, Dougie, Dougie Hamilton trade. Yeah, yeah. like trade the third three first round picks in 2015. Oh, yeah, the but then they literally fuck... hit on every pick after that. So yeah, it's the like... fuck that they the fact that they fucked up on all that, but they still got like McAvoy. They drafted Pasternak a couple of years Pasternak back as well. Like oh my they, god, they hit, they hit, like so it's hard. It's insane. Not like set them forward again. You know. Yeah, definitely. I. You got to give that all all the people in that organization credit. They know when to keep talent. They know when to get rid of talent. They usually sign them to pretty good contracts too. Like every one of that top line is on a fantastic deal. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Pasternak's gonna get paid in like two years. But oh, yeah. be worth it. <laughs> dude, I have no problem with you pay, like a GM playing their superstars. It's when you pay your middling like players yeah. that kind of money. Yeah. Your brand and sides. <laughs> Jimmy's not gonna like that. When he Jimmy's right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Or as Pierre McGuire said, he's not a good defensive player. He should be on the bottom six. But uh, my yeah. gosh, dude, I love. I but like what they did at the trade deadline. I think they only gave up a third for Mike Riley, and then they only gave up a second in Bjork for, for Taylor Hall, dude. Exactly. Like, that's just so good. And for a team who has traded their first so many times the last few years, the fact that they got to keep theirs this year is so big. Oh my god, yeah, like major. <laughs> Anyways, but Washington's end of, th- end of things, it seems like they're in so much flux right now. Like, who's their goalie? Who do they start? Like, that's just, a one question. That's why uh, I keep asking, like, my buddy Connor. And I, like, I ask him every time. I'm like, so... Isn't he the guy who, who's going to start game one? Yeah, I don't... Isn't he the guy who lost his shit on our live stream? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my... Yeah. <laughs> Dude, just... I don't know. Like, the cast are just such an enigma because it's like... They're either going to be how they were in 2018, where just they're going to go four lines deep on you every game, or they're going to be how they were in 2020, where they just are ready to go home. So, yeah. which one is it going to be? And also, yeah, I, I don't trust their defense at all. Yeah, I don't trust. I don't trust really any part of their team. Like the goaltending, I don't trust. I don't trust their defense. Their forwards, like Kuznetsov, like have you seen that? That they, He's like, had a I rough think, year. yeah, Pierre LeBron, like said they might trade him. Which, by the way, would you would you take on Kuznetsov? No, no. too much money. And from what it looks like with him, he doesn't drive his own line. And that's the thing of Dovechkin. Like that's the him. thing. That's the thing with Kuznetsov. When he's on, he's one of the best players in the NHL. Like, with okay. the way at high speed he controls the puck, like, especially during that 2018 season when they won the Cup. Like, you could make the argument he, he could have won the Smythe, but it just seems like he, he's so inconsistent. And, like, I don't want to be like, oh, it's like the typical Russian. But, like, it would be a faster Dylan Strom. That's the way I would put it. Oh, just man. with more offensive production, I'd a say. Dylan Strom on steroids. Yeah, pretty much, honestly. And, like, you know what? If there's a world where they think they could fit Kuznetsov in and he's going to be the 2C behind Doc going forward, I mean, cool. I could see it, but 
I'm not giving up like this year's first. Yeah, I, that's what I was saying. But like, if you could somehow get like a cheap deal on him, it's like okay, oh, we can't. Oh yeah, take, like if it's if, like a cap move, I would definitely take Kuznetsov. Like if it's like okay, we can't, we can't deal with the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trading the sun pick. Yeah, exactly. Trading the sun and the moon, switching gears. Jack Eichel. Oh my god, dude. But so. We didn't give our prediction, so who do you think wins Tampa, Florida? Um, I'm going to go – I really want to pick Florida in seven. I but I just see a world where Kucherov and Stamkos come back. It gives mm-hmm. them – take them a few games to get used to it, but Vasilevsky just holds the fork down. And I was going to – that's a big thing. Um, Tampa in six, I think. I just trust Vasilevsky more. I'm going to say I'm gonna say Tampa in seven. Like, if – you just look at Florida – I think forward-wise, they can match up to Tampa Bay. Uh, but you just look at the back-end defense. I think Aaron Ekblad, as great as, like, Forsling and Weger have been, and Montour has been good in Florida, which is good for him. But uh, you look yeah. at Tampa. They got Hedman. They they have Sergeyev. They have McDonough. They traded for David Savard. They have Cal Foot. They have uh, Eric Schernack. You have a Blackhawks legend, Jan Ruder. Like, they have some pretty decent depth. And then you, I got a huge... Yeah, Luke Shen. <laughs> um, and... Uh, the big thing is the goaltending. Like, I don't know who Florida's goalie is, and we know, Tam- like, Vasilevsky, even though he's kind of struggled as of late, you know he's going to hold the fort. Like, as you said, he's going to hold the yeah. fort. My thing, with, my thing with Tampa is the only reason, in my opinion, they lost that Columbus series, and no one wants to admit it, is everyone on their offense went cold. Like, it is the only times the Lightning lose in the playoffs is when their offense just gets out goalie. Mm-hmm. We always it seems like we always bring them, bring that up. Like twenty eighteen, they get it, shut out back to back games. Every time they've lost, they just they their goalie finds their number on their offense. So, in my in my opinion, the only way I can see them winning is if because and that's why I think it would be Florida and seven because Florida is going to test every goalie, but then they're going to put in like Spencer Knight game five, and it's going to be like Demko last year where he oh my just God. shuts them down for three games, <laughs> and then everyone's going to be like, what the hell's going on? They can't score on this kid, and it's they're going to make it a series. I could definitely see something like that. Oh, but that's only definitely... because Florida just – you don't know what they're goaltending, like you said. Like, oh. it's it's such a question mark. Mm-hmm. And when you're – like, whenever you're in doubt, like, like if the teams are so evenly matched, look at the goaltending. That's what I always say. Exactly. Like, that's what I always think. That's why I always like, get Hawks the upper hand back when they were good. I was like, they have Crawford. I'm not trusting Like, them. okay, like Crawford, like, as great as a goalie was, he's not the best goalie in the NHL, but he definitely has the capability of... I take him over most of the guys that used to play in the playoffs, Exactly. Just like, that way. Like, oh, you're taking him or Brian Elliott. Are you taking him <laughs> or Devin Dugan? You remember, like, yeah, Minnesota, it was like... Jake like, Allen. Like, it's like Briz Goff that way. <laughs> yeah, Nicholas Batstrom, Josh Harding. Like, Oh, my God. I mean, even go to the cup finals, like Michael, Michael Layton, like Tuka Rask is probably Tuka Rask, Ben Bishop, Andre Vasilevsky. Like I still take Crawford over Bishop, like Vasilevsky, no, but you look at the, the, like the 2013 cup final, like Tuka Rask, he is a better goalie, but like at the same time, Crawford can like match, match that. That's the craziest part. No one talks about that. He still should have won the con Smythe. 100%. And I'm pretty sure make it out of that Detroit series without him. Like, no, I'm pretty sure, and I'm pretty sure Kane even said it himself that Crawford was like the true MVP of that run. Thirty, it's unreal. Yeah, it's, he was young too. He was only like his 
what third full season as a goalie? I think. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, because 2010, 2011, 2011, Yeah, it would only been his third full season. And he didn't even have the net the whole year. He was splitting it oh. with uh, Emery. So. Dude, Ray Emery got Vesna votes. That's how good he was. Yeah, dude. Like that was probably one of the more dominant be- or Jennings Trophy wins I saw in a yeah. long time. Like What's, you rarely think of that trophy, but like when it, when it's that good. That's why it's always interesting because, like, you always they always give it to the tandems, which makes sense. So, mm-hmm. like, I know Anaheim wanted a bunch back in the day when they had Anderson and Gibson. So, oh, such a good dude, such a good tandem. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about uh, Nashville, Carolina? What do you think about that series? Who do you think wins? Carolina at five. Oh. I I just I can't. Like you said, the only way, the only way, is if UC Soros is just like Pekka Rene esque brick wall. It's the only way. And maybe, maybe Carolina's special teams is just in an array. Because that's the only time the Hawks have kind of competed with them, too, is when if their penalty kills not at all, are not going. But they, the thing is, their power play, I looked at this, I saw the stats last night. Their power plays at like 40% when they play Nashville. Jeez. And Nashville's is at 8%. <laughs> it's, special teams could so easily just manhandle this series, in my opinion, one way or the other. So. Yeah, so. The UC Saros factor, I don't think Nashville wins the series. At least I hope they don't. Yeah. Because, like, not because I hate Nashville, but, like, Matt Carolina is so good. I, I don't want to see Carolina get bounced this early. No. I want to see them get to the conference finals. So I, it's just, like, four juggernauts going at it. Because yeah. that's what it's going to be. Because whoever comes out of the Central and the West is going to be just a battle test. Dude, whoever, it's going to be Colorado or Vegas out of the West. Exactly. And then it's going to be Florida, Tampa, or Carolina. Like, yeah. Any of those teams, and then the, and then the, the and then the East Division, it's going to be Boston or the Islanders, I would say, at least in my opinion. Which oh, are yeah. very, they're very formidable teams. Like they would deserve to be there, definitely. And the Canadian Division, like I bet, I'm pretty sure, like as, as much as I mean, like, like I, it's either you get Connor McDavid or Austin. Matthews I was going to say, yeah, like, uh, even if they're not, they don't, they don't match up. You're still going to have those marketable superstars playing in the conference final, like in the final. final. That's that's so huge. It could be, unless it's like a playoff like two years ago where just everyone's getting upset because that was one of the craziest playoffs. Oh, my God. Dude, 2019 is crazy. Oh, my gosh. This could potentially be one of the most star-studded Final Fours we've had. I really hope so, dude. I, You know what? Like, I want to see a Stanley Cup Final Game 7 overtime. We need that. We need it so bad. And if it goes to Game 7 and it's like Vancouver or St. Louis where it's just a blowout, just <laughs> – Oh my god, oh. dude! Like, yeah, uh, 2019, the Cup final, like Game Seven. I wanted that. I don't care who won that. I wanted it to go to, like overtime. It's a close game. You know? Like, yeah. but it was a blowout. Like St. Louis, like Boston had a good St. start. St. Louis ran St. their Louis shit just... the whole time. Dude, that, that was one of the weirdest series ever. Honestly, it was so back and like it was like one one night that one team would dominate the next time. Like next night, the other team would dominate. Literally, yeah. Game Six. I'm pretty sure Boston dropped eight on St. Louis. <laughs> or was it I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like. They dropped game, eight on him at one point in one of the games and still lost the series. It was that. Yeah, pretty sure it was game back three and forth. Or game six. I think it was both games actually. Like they got a yeah, lot of goals. It, it was just one of the weirdest series ever. The road team just always did better. Yeah. I don't know, but and then you go back to like 2011. Like <laughs> oh man, I remember watching that game. Still, Boston just absolutely like. I was just back. sitting there smiling, just like good, good. And I was cheering for Vancouver, but I just remember at the time. Like, everyone, because as much as Calgary hates Edmonton, I still think if it was an Edmonton-Vancouver series, 
Calgary would choose Edmonton to win. That's how much like yeah. the rest of Vancouver hates, or the rest of Canada hates Vancouver. Like out, everyone outside, outside of uh, BC, like everyone was cheering for Boston, which is weird. Yeah, I I do think that's kind of weird how it works with Canadian teams when they get yeah. that far. Like I remember when the Habs made it a few years back. Oh yeah, no one wanted the Habs to win, and I, I was, was probably one of the few that was like, "Dude, give me Habs Hawks, please." Oh, dude, I would have loved that. Like, oh um, my gosh. But I feel like I feel like the Alberta teams, like if Edmonton and Calgary made it, I feel like Canada kind of would be like most of Canada. Would Everyone be would root for Edmonton, I think, and Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah, and even Ottawa, man. Like, I think oh, I think everyone would root for Ottawa, hundred percent. Everyone was on Ottawa's back in twenty seventeen. Yeah, I know I was. Justin Most Trudeau even said that, like, Zingle, baby, just clutching it up. Yeah, Justin Trudeau even said like, Ottawa's Canada's team, and like a lot of people obviously yeah, disagree. I loved but. it. So great. This is such a great soundbite, dude. Imagine Batman's like reaction if it was an Ottawa Nashville Cup final. Dude, we I remember that. I just remember looking at the final four teams. I'm like, Bettman is like ripping his eyes out looking oh at God. this right now. Dude. You have a California team that doesn't even have their whole stadium like fill in before the game yeah. starts. Remember that? How many times that happened? Because oh, NBC dude. Sports was like, oh, we're gonna give Anaheim a 9:30 puck drop or like a seven. Or, like, I think it's a 6:30 puck drop there, like yeah. uh, Pacific time. It's like, yeah, totally. This people are gonna get through LA rush hour traffic to get mm-hmm. to Anaheim. That might be the worst traffic of them all. It is the worst. Like, that and, like, maybe Toronto. Like, that's probably... Oh, Toronto's... Toronto's... It's definitely the worst in Canada. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. And then, like, you had Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was probably the biggest market. Oh, definitely. (laughs) And that's not... That's not a good thing. And Pittsburgh isn't exactly, like, this huge, gigantic market either. it's not. And people like to think it is, but it's just because Crosby's been there forever. And Sidney Crosby's a big player, but... (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, but uh, Nashville, going back to that, Nashville, Carolina, I think Saros does steal a couple games. I think it's uh, Carolina in six. Gotcha, yeah. And then it just sets up the bloodbath in round two. <laughs> round two might be the best hockey we'll see. Oh, that's going to be so good. It better, we better get Vegas, Colorado. And... I, that's probably going to be the series to watch because it totally reminds me of the Chicago-LA conference finals like i think vegas is like la and then colorado is like chicago colorado is more skilled and then vegas is kind of more like a system yeah just like more possession like like even though like colorado is the best possession team in the nhl they're more like skill and flair whereas like vegas is kind of more like four check you and all that stuff definitely um but uh yeah um Dude, Alex Debrinkit, it's been so like we we brought this up so many times. Like it's just I've been amazing to watch him grow as a player. Oh yeah, dude. Like he, I'm just so glad he silenced every single hater from oh, last year. Yeah. That was just like, oh well, this is what you should have sort of expected from the first two years. Shooting percentage was gonna go down. <laughs> I just looked at everyone and I just said, you know, this guy pretty much is a 13, 14 percent shooter his whole career. He was always he was never gonna be like a fifty guy. He was never gonna be a twenty guy. Thirty is always where he was gonna be in my mind. But the fact that he's at thirty and fifty now, and he's technically on a fifty goal pace, or thirty one and fifty one, I think. Right? I think that's the goal total. But uh, yeah. Either way, still pretty good. He's it's just insane. Matthews and McDavid (laughs) Out, out of this world good and like. And like we said a couple podcasts ago when Adam Wilde, friend of the show, Adam Wilde was on. Oh, yeah. He's the future of the team. Like, that's just the way it is. It's him, Doc, 
and all those defensemen, and you got yep. your secondary pieces like Hagel and all them, and it's just yep. you got you got a core now, and it's hey, good. Lucas Reichel's coming. Like, he, did you yeah. you saw that that he won the DL championship? Good for him. Good for him, man. He was he was on the top line all year. I'm pretty sure. He was at least in the top six, and I know he played center, and yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's playing, getting power play time in two, and I, it, it's once again it's just another one of those cases where you got to give the European scouting team just so much credit, oh, and Mark Kelly so much credit. Got the brinket in the second round, got Reichel mid first round, and he's looking like he could be one of the better talents in that draft, at least based off of how they did this year. Uh, certainly outside the top ten, like that. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the top ten was very good this last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that Lundell fell to the Panthers is oh my God, should tell yeah, you, yeah. And I think I think it was Rossi and Perfetti fell to like nine and ten. Yeah, dude. Way, I, we're gonna have to deal. We're gonna have to deal with those guys in our division. Oh yeah, and Askarov too. Oh my God, yeah. Always great. And then there's the Coyotes. <laughs> yeah, the, the Coyotes. Yeah. We got Victor Soderstrom. <laughs> yeah. They traded up to get them. I remember that. Oh yeah, they traded like one pickup. Did or they something like I'm that? Pretty sure they said they had them third on their board. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was, the, but that was that year where Cider went fifth too, right? So it was like it was sixth, I think. But like, six, yeah, but it was just what? like no one knew what anyone was doing. Like, but if if anyone had the balls to pull that off, it was Steve Eiserman. Oh, definitely. Which, by the way, it's looking like a great pick now. Like, oh yeah, Cider. I, I don't know if you. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen the highlights of him, but like he he just trucks people in the SHL, and that's not nothing, man. SHL, yeah. I would say, is the third best league in the world. I thought he got like most improved player in the SHL or something like that um, this year or something. He got some award in the SHL, so yeah. that's impressive. And like, yeah, Eiserman's building something. He he's he's a uh, what is he building in there? He's building something in there because he's got Valeno, Raymond. They got all these prospects, yeah, and they got, got so many picks. Like, I don't know if you know who Jonathan Bergeron is, but oh he, yeah, yeah, I wanted the Hawks to get him in the second. Oh, round. that's yeah, that's who I wanted him to get at twenty seven. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, when we got Bodan, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, good pick. Still but. good. Still good. Not a, not an issue with that. Not like a knock on him, but yeah. Well, River, he's oh my gosh, that <laughs> that draft class is like okay looking at it right now but i just remember like when rasmus sandine had like a good 10 games and everyone was just like he's the best <laughs> yeah. defensive in that draft and i'm yeah. like Did what Buffalo make a mistake picking the wrong rasmus oh my gosh and that's like a stacked defenseman class too because oh, they had Dottlein, hughes boquist uh dobson bouchard uh, ty smith yeah. Was Cam York in that one, or is he next year? No, it was next year. Keandre yeah. Miller, too. Like, it was crazy. Oh, Keandre Miller, that's who it was. I knew there was a U.S. development, another one. Lundqvist was another one, I think. Yeah, Nils Lundqvist, yeah. <laughs> Dude, we, got, we got Philip Khrushchev in the fourth round. In Very draft. good draft by Bowman. Yeah, that was probably, I'd say that's probably their best draft. Yeah, in recent history, I'd say. That's three roster players right there. Yeah, Bowden, uh, Boakfist, and uh, Khrushchev, and... Jake, they picked Jake Wise and Nicholas Norgan in the third round, which I really liked at the time because they have a bunch of skill, but unfortunately they've had injury problems. But, you know, you're not going to hit on every pick, and you can't fall can for first swing for upside. Yeah, I hope Wise can turn it around at OSU. Oh, but I know. it seems like Norgren's getting lost in the lineup in Europe, so yeah. or lost in the depth chart, which is unfortunate. We can get to a new team that plays them more. Oh, yeah, definitely. But that's the thing with Bowman. He'll give players opportunities elsewhere. Like, might not be the best opportunity, but, like, I mean, he gave guys like Secura a chance somewhere else. 
He always gave for some reason he always gave Jeremy Moran a chance. Oh my god, yeah. Like <laughs> Dude, how many times how many times do we trade for a man back? It's more, definitely more than Brandon Sado was. I'm definitely curious because it's ha- it's more than a handful. I'll tell you that much. Because yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh, that guy's been a part of so many nothing trades that turn into a hawk <laughs> that's good for like a year and a half. You know what I mean? No, I, for him. That was a pretty good. I'm trade. pretty sure we got. Wasn't he a part of a Ben Smith trade too, or something? I don't remember about it. See, it's happened so many times. He's just a part of all of those like nothing deals, you yeah. know? Like he's just like a the other piece. He was definitely in one of the side trades. I feel like <laughs> just yeah. nothing piece. I'm pretty sure he was in the side trade. Maybe you know what? Oh, I'm pretty sure he was traded for. It. I'm pretty sure he was traded for Tim Erickson. Do you remember? That's that? what it was. Because <laughs> yeah, they traded him to. Uh, Columbus for Tim Erickson, and yeah. then uh, I don't think we ever did anything with Erickson, <laughs> and then we got Morin back in the, the Saw deal. That's what happened. Crazy man! Oh my gosh! And then we traded Morin for Panic, which was also a good trade. Oh yeah. Also, like another note with like the Hawks is like I've actually really liked what I've seen from Entwistle and Hardman, and like it when you have guys like that that can work on your fourth line, it gives yeah. this way more size. Like, mm-hmm. and. I don't know. It kind of opens up that spot to where you could look at the offseason and be like, all right, well, if we can teach these guys how to play a full game, full 200 feet and play the penalty kill and stuff. Maybe we don't need a guy like Ryan Carpenter on the team next year taking a roster spot. Yeah. I would still keep David Kampf just because he's a great 4C, but like, you know yeah. what I mean? You, you don't have to have these utility players on your team anymore if you have these young, skill, energetic players that can adapt to the game so fast like i mean we've already seen it this year with hagel kershev and all them i mean even to bring it's on the penalty kill and excelling so yeah so it's again it's been so awesome like not only has he been playing well but like the coaching staff sees it as well Mm -hmm. and like that's the thing like i don't mind our coaching staff this year either the only thing i would change is um i would just i want a new defensive uh, assistant i know i I really, I think that's the biggest thing. They seem to change their system. They need to change that. Yeah, they totally do. Because if they do, like their power plays, like upper third, which is all you kind of want. Their penalty kill has gotten better the last month and a half. I will say that, like ever since they started playing Doc into Brinkett and Hagel and Suter on the kill more, they they've been a lot better. I'd say. Mm-hmm. And then. They are they're they're not always the best five on five, but if you can have that consistent specialty special teams play, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, just kind of like fake it till you make it kind of thing. Yeah, and until you like figure just, things out. Find a defensive system that plays to your players' strengths, because a man system definitely doesn't no, play to the strengths. Have, they don't have the foot speed to do that. Exactly. Like Carolina or Nashville does, and you look yep. at their defense, of course. Yep. It, it just like there's obviously spots they can make improvements, so. But that's good, and it and it's a and it's a and it's a building year anyway. So, yeah, there's definitely st- stuff to build off of, which is I, always like, good. When you look at back on things, like obviously it's been a pat like a, a tough uh, past couple of months, but when you look at the season as a whole, it was mostly positives, really. Oh, hundred percent. Like I'm pretty sure we all talked, like we said it a bunch of times on this show, like. We all thought they were going to be bottom. I thought they were bottom three this year. Like, <laughs> we, we I thought, thought all the goalies were going to be under 900, yeah. and we were screwed. We were never going to win a face-off. Just, whew, we I thought like they, they were going to be what Buffalo was this year. Yeah, and they they proved us wrong. They have pieces building forward. Kevin Lankin finally got his win in front of the fans, which is awesome. Yeah, that's awesome to see, man. He's like, been so good for this team this year. Um, 
I mean, there's just so many good positive pieces to build off of. Obviously, Bowman's got some moves he needs to make in the offseason. Oh, it's definitely going to be an interesting offseason. We got a lot of bodies in this team that need to get, like, there's going to be some buyouts. There's going to be some trades, I think. Some names we're not going to be happy with. Like, I know a lot of people think we're trading Kubalik, but I don't, I don't unless we're happens, getting a good return, I don't see that happening. They, I, I could see them letting him walk before they trade him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, as a free agent. You know who could be someone who I think they might move? P.S. Suter. That one's interesting. It's, it's, yeah, it's definitely an interesting case because... It's like, do you want to keep him or Strom? That's what it's going to come down yeah. to. And I, I would keep Suter at this point. I like what he yeah, does. He's, he's pretty good defensively. Like, he's a good third liner, I would say. And yeah. he can kind of play up and down your lineup in really any position. And when Taves comes back, it sounds like they want to make him a winger. So Suter? Yeah. yeah. I thought you were, were going to bring Taves on, like, Taves on the no, wing. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know people want to put Taves on the wing like Giroux oh, was, but this team doesn't have the luxury of having, like, eight centers. So yeah, We don't have, a, like, a Sean Couturier. So yeah. other, we don't have a Sean Couturier, Kevin Hayes, Nolan Patrick, one, two, three. Which is funny because Taves is our, like, like our Selkie center. Like, if anything, that would be, like, Docker. Yeah, no. You know? Well, I I remember people were saying that just to like take the defensive assignments off him. I'm like, guys, they're never gonna go away until someone else picks him up. So it's just there's a lot to there's a lot to be excited about next year for sure. Mm-hmm. I just hope Bowman doesn't do anything right, like too out of the blue. But I mean, if he trades for Jack Eichel, there you go. Yeah, so. Honestly, is it like because Jack Eichel is so good of a player? Even if you give up Bogfist and Doc. Is that a loss anyways? Because they're never going to be as good as Jack Eichel. Oh, as much I, as I love both of them, they're not Jack Eichel. And I, that's not a knock against them. Jack Eichel is just that good. Look at this team they have right now and put Taves and Eichel on it. That's oh a playoff God. team. Yeah. That's a playoff team. I don't care. They might not be a good playoff team, but that's a playoff team. Yeah. That's that's two of the best centers Eichel. in the league with two of the best wingers in the league. And then you have a good secondary quarter. They're bringing it. Eichel and Kane first line. <laughs> And then you could have Doc Kubelik blank or Taves Kubelik Hagel and then Doc on the third line or well, just lap or scenario. no you trade Doc you trade Doc you trade yeah Doc. and that's yeah. but you still have but like, still it's like like Eichel Taves Suter Eichel Taves Strom like it's so good the forwards in the system that are coming up Lucas Reichel might be on the team as soon as next year he'll definitely be in Rockford I think. Yeah, and if and if that means you don't have your number one for the future, that's fine. I don't think anyone here thinks Boquist is going to be a number one. He could be a really good two, I can I see. Yeah. But, but, like, we've seen what teams have done to win cups before. Pittsburgh won with a bunch of threes and fours. Hawks can do it. I would argue Washington didn't even win with a number one in 2018. Yeah, no, Washington doesn't have a number one. Carlson's not a number one. As much as people will say is because he gets points on the power play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, and that's the thing, like, yeah, it'd be nice to have a number one defenseman, but how many teams truly have a number one defenseman? Maybe a handful. Not a lot. Yeah, not a lot. A handful. Like, Colorado, Tampa. Dude, Colorado is not even fair. They have, like, multiple number yeah. one defensemen. Boston. I just from a statistical standpoint. I can only think of, like, five off the top of my oh, head. Oh, yeah, like, Boston, definitely. Dallas, um, I would say maybe. I'd say Hayskin is a one. But Clint, that's Clint just me. In that conversation, too, yeah. He's yeah, really well, like, Hazen and Klingberg is your one-two is almost yeah. as gets. I, I don't – the thing with Yossi and Ellis is I'd say they're like a 1A, 1B. You know what I mean? I think Yossi's a number one, but – I guess. 
I, he did kind of carry the load on offense. Yeah, and Carolina, I would say they have. I would argue they may be even out too with uh, Slavin and Hamilton. Mm-hmm. They're two different kinds of number ones too. That's yeah. why it works. Like Slavin is kind of like uh, stalwart. He's like Jalmerson on steroids. <laughs> Literally, he is just everything about Jalmerson wired to eleven or dialed to eleven. Like, yeah. Just, so good. And then Dougie Hamilton's just basically an Eric Gustafson dial to 11, like, except he's better defensively. <laughs> he's really good defense. Like, I, don't, I think if he didn't get injured last year, he would get worse consideration. Yeah. And also, he just, like, I think he takes a bunch of penalties. Maybe that's just against the Hawks, but I swear this dude's always up. <laughs> so when he plays the Hawks, I don't know what it is. Tampa Bay, I would say, obviously, Hammond's a legitimate number one, though. If you look at the stats, he's kind of had a bit of a down year, but. Yeah. New I, York. Definitely Adam Fox is emerging into one. Yeah, he's emerging, but he's not there yet, I don't think. I would say yeah. And but dude, he has to win the North, so like Oh, if he doesn't, then it's just like it's the stupid uh it's the bunch of it's a boys club. Yeah, it's like it's how fine if Edmund gets another. I'm not gonna be mad at that, but like no. there's just you take it, it's it's like the McDavid thing with the heart. It's like you take Adam Fox off the Red or the Red Wings, the Rangers defense. Mm-hmm. They're in shambles. That that yeah. defense is nowhere near as good as it is. Because everyone that I've talked to said Truba has not been. It, from what it sounds like, Truba and Morris, like you said, um, a couple podcasts ago, Truba and Morris, you kind of need each other yeah. to be good. It sounds like, and one they they they're not good separate. And Adam Fox, yeah, they is both really struggle with each other. Yeah, that Fox contract is definitely going to be interesting when he needs oh, to get yeah. extended. Because Truba's making eight, so... I know Fox's agent's going to be like, okay, Jacob Truba's making eight. I'm at least as good as that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh. But yeah, there's only... Like like we said, said, though, there's only like a handful of number ones. No Canadian team. That's literally it, though. Yeah, Uh no Canadian team has a number one defenseman. I wouldn't even say guys like Petrangelo and Theodore in Vegas are ones anymore. I think... I think... I think Theodore could be a number one. I think Petrangelo is kind of like... He's very like slowly declined. Yeah, like he's a top pairing guy. I don't know if he's a number one yeah. like he used to be. He's a guy that like when you put him in a top four, really good top four, he's your, he could be a one. But mm-hmm. on own, or I guess on his own, he's a one. But in a good team, he's a good two. I guess that's a but, better way to say. But it. the thing, but the thing is with Vegas, they're so good, like structured defensively that. Oh yeah. Him, him is like. They got Martinez, and that kind of just reshaped their defense last year. <laughs> I like how it was Alec Martinez was their missing piece. <laughs> they, they just they just really have like the California dream in back end back there because they got Theodore, they got well now they have him. They got uh, Braden McNabb. Uh, oh, I feel like I got Nick one Hague. more guy. Yeah, Nick Hag. <laughs> bunch of California. This bunch of old California team guys and Alex Trangelo. I saw a Canadian. Canadian Olympic team and I saw something very interesting and I feel like it would be smart to do but the Pelic and Pulak pairing on Team Canada would be that's interesting and I feel because like they're, uh, oh sorry no sorry they're one of the best defensive pairings in the NHL oh yeah no I was about to say like isn't like when you look at like defensive analytics they're like one in three or something yeah, like they're that. right at the top it's insane and yeah they'll, I, I would do that too because like from what we talked about with Canada it sounds like they have a bunch of really good puck movers but they're not they're the best good. 200 foot they have so. like an average back end and most team like it's better than pretty much most teams but like by canada standard like it's not it was pass, not niedermeyer it's, it's not duncan keith and oh my god what's his face in his and duncan keith shea weber in their prime on the top pair yeah mm-hmm. like 
even like that Blastic, and that's what that's what I think. I think yeah. like forgot about him. Blastic's yeah. always on Team Canada back in the day. And I remember that being shocked that he was on Team Cat because I didn't really know much about him. And then I watched him like, holy oh. shit, this guy is like so good defensively. Now he's in Seabrook Island of contract. Yeah, he is. Dude. Man, poor guy. San Jose does not get, like, get enough shit for how many bad contracts they have. I was going to joke if you were talking about number ones. I was like, well, San Jose's got three. San Jose's got three. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe a couple of years ago they would have. But, like, oh, man, my God. If it's 2016, that. like they yeah. got the best decor in the last decade. <laughs> Prime Burns, Carlson, and Blasic. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but yeah, oh, I would, yeah, I would like to, I would like to see that Pelic Pelic and uh, Pelock yeah. appearing in even Canada. If, even if they're not on the same pairing, they're both right-handed defensemen, right? No, they're lefty and righty. That's why oh, I think they would yeah. be a pair. I was gonna say because like even then you could you could stick them, you could split them up and like put them. Um, like I could definitely see like a Theodore Pollock pairing in mm-hmm. the Olympics, and then like you could put Pelic with. Maybe a more offensive-minded guy, like put Morgan Riley on the right side or something. You know what I mean? Oh man, I can't wait for that Morgan Riley. Uh, Drew Dowd. Oh, he's making the Olympic team, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then Bennington and Nett. But it doesn't matter because you'll have uh, McDavid, uh, McKinnon, Crosby. When you score nine goals, it's not going to yeah. matter. So <laughs> yeah, like Braden, oh Braden Point's going to be like an afterthought on that team. Same with like Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, John Tavares. Mark Stone. Uh, John Tavares. Shock, Patrice Bergeron and Sidney Crosby are still there. Like, yeah. you could literally roll a line of O'Reilly, Couturier, and Stone. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then you could put uh, hey, and you can put Point and Marner together. Oh, Point Marner, Marner, Barzell, just oh. so much speed, like so much speed and like playmaking ability. Just yeah. oh my gosh! I another team that could be good for the Olympics is definitely gonna be Finland. Because Finland's Finland's be always deep. in there no matter what. They're gonna be so deep this year because all those guys who were super young, like Rantanen's gonna be on that. Like Rantanen's gonna be good on that team. Uh-huh. Aho's gonna be good on that Rupe team. <sighs> um, what's his face? Skinning on their back. Terabine. Yeah, Terabine. Oh my gosh, they still have Rask in that or yeah, Rask, yeah. or Corpusal. Like, there's so many Finnish goalies mm-hmm. that could have. They are. They've just. But they've just been a. a they per capita, they might be the best. Like you, you consider how many pe- like people they have in oh, that country, yeah. they might be the best like hockey producing country in the world, at least like per capita. Yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. Like either them or um, yeah, no, I would say probably them more than Sweden. Because I think I think Sweden has like ten million people. I'm pretty sure Finland yeah, has like six million. Big. Yeah, damn, I didn't really think about it like that. You're right. <laughs> That's Finland, crazy. man. And they're always you. in the fight too. They're at least like always in the bronze medal game. Yeah, dude, they beat us in the bronze medal game. Eight I remember years. watching that game because I, th- I think didn't Kane have a penalty shot? penalty shot. Yeah, I, mean, I was watching that. I was like, son of a bitch, Kane, <laughs> come on. Well, Ugh. like that that whole U.S. team just kind of like shut down. Dude, I felt like I, after that, I'm kind so of game. excited for the Olympics because like, God, the U.S. teams have been so hard to root oh. for the last mm-hmm. two times. Yeah. Like, so sick of seeing Brooks Orpik on my defense <laughs> and Jack Johnson on my defense. Like Ryan Callahan on my fourth line and <laughs> freaking Derek Stepan. Like, Jesus Christ, we're going to be so much better than we've been in the last few oh, years. Yeah. Like, 
so excited. And and you know what? It's going to be great because when they get bounced in the group stage, it's going to be even more funny. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, uh, so the United States lost to China. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> or like Belarus or something like that. <laughs> That's Whoa. another interesting upset. Uh, I never watched the game. This was in 2002, but Sweden versus Belarus. Belarus beat them 4-3, to three, I think, in like the... I think it was the quarterfinals, like, it was oh, before man. the, because uh, I think it was a Belarus player took, like, a slap shot, it bounced up in the air, and then beat the Swedish goalie with, like, three minutes oh. left in the game, I'm pretty sure. Oh, my gosh. I gotta ask my dad about that. He'll probably know. I bet, we, I bet my dad would, too, because he watched that Olympics like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the O2 Olympics was stacked, from what I remember, because all those guys were either in their prime or just, like, in their 30s. Just, yeah, Canada had like Lemieux, Sackick, Eiserman. <laughs> that's just ridiculous in itself. Paul Still had Edemeyer on the back end, Scott Stevens probably. Yeah, like Chris Ponger was there. Oh my <laughs> god, man. That's so Marty Broder and that. Like yeah, and that was when he was good. <laughs> yeah, Prime Broder. Like, holy shit. That and team is I, just disgusting. <laughs> I think Jerome McGinley had two goals in that gold medal game, too. Oh, man. And, he, and that was that was a young Jerome McGinley, too. Yeah, I was, I was literally just thinking that. I was like, man, so he was – because he was in – he was not in his prime, but he was on the back end of his was, prime in 2010, I feel like. Yeah, I think he was 24, 25 in that, the 2002 Olympics, so he was still pretty young. And I'm pretty sure he won the heart that year, or at least was nominated for it. Also, one thing people don't talk about with Canada's Olympic team, does Stamkos finally make it? I – that's yeah. the question. I think because he's gonna he's gonna make it, but he's not gonna be. He's not gonna play a prominent role. He'll be a fourth liner. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Stamkos on your fourth line is. Definitely... And that's nothing against him. Like Canada, just the forwards they produce is ridiculous. Bro, but you could put you could put him on that power play, and it's just like, all right, Connor, who do you want to pass to? Really, <laughs> beat him in the cup final. He'll play three minutes. He'll just come down and snipe Dude, one. Such, and an al- be a... such an alpha. It's like such a Chad move by Steve. <laughs> just fucking gets in the game, just goes bar down, and then he's like, all right, I'm done. I'll be back when we lift the cup yeah. in two games. Yeah, just, just yeah, just call me back when we when we oh, win. Oh man, what a what a guy. Can't can't be like can't hate Steven Stamkos. I'm no, sorry. Especially with all the stuff he's gone through. Yeah. Like, rise. Uh, like, I'm not a big fan of the Lightning, but I was very... I'm not, but I was definitely not, like, mad when they won. Like, oh, no. Definitely, because he's just had oh, just the worst luck with injuries. It's just unbelievable. Because yeah. he was a 60-goal scorer. Dude, I feel like people last, always forget that. He's the last 60-goal scorer. It's insane, dude. And people act like this guy's a bum. And I'm like, he still oh. was like a point per game this still, year. I'm pretty sure he's still point per game over his career. It's insane, dude. And people act like this guy's washed over the last five years. It's like, yeah, just because he nice. doesn't play doesn't mean he's still not good. The guy's not even 30 yet. Or he just yeah, turned 31, I think. He might be. Like, he might go down as like the more underrated, underappreciated like players over the last like decade or so. And it doesn't help that he has like Kucherov there now. Yeah, I was gonna so, say it doesn't help that everyone's like, well, they don't need him anyway. It's like cool. He'll just go win somewhere else. I'll, I promise you, Steven Stamkos is on the trade market. Every team calls. Definitely. Like you saw what happened in 2016. Every literally, that's the Stamkos sweepstakes. Like honestly, like people people need to realize how good he is. I just I just feel like. Like you said, he just never gets talked about enough. <laughs> no. Um, That's a good player. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, 
I don't know. Do you have anything else to add? We can wrap this up probably. Yeah. Did we want to cover the Jack Eichel stuff or are we, um, Oh, I think we covered it a bit, but like, yeah. Yeah. So let's, yeah, yeah, you want to do that, and then we can end things off? Yeah, because I know Jimmy said he made his trade prediction, so I wanted to know if you wanted to do one, too. Where do you yeah, think? Like, I think I, I'm pretty sure I brought it up, but uh, Dak and Bofist, like... Oh, if, yeah, we were talking about that, yeah, but I guess, like, for just, like, people listening, the, the news, like, an hour ago was the whole Eichel yeah. being displeased and not the team not allowing him to get his herniated disc surgery, which is mind-boggling. Did- Actually, it's not surprising because it's Buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Like, oh, man. It's just – and the thing with the best part about Eichel's contract, he doesn't have a no move. He could literally just go anywhere. Well, I guess not for him because they could just literally ship him to Ottawa if they want to. But but... at this point, I feel like Ottawa's better than Buffalo. Shit. Anywhere is better than Buffalo. Man, Eichel in Ottawa actually would be interesting. Yeah, but if you're Ottawa, you don't give up Shane Pinto for him, you know? I don't know, man. We can go get Bernard Docker. Like, yeah. Dude, oh, dude, find Eichel in Ottawa, Ottawa. That's a whole yeah. new team, dude. dude Ottawa, uh, like Eichel and Stutzla together, and then you look at their defense. Low key, Ottawa like had a, like a really good second half. Oh yeah, man, and they got all that young talent, and they still have all those picks that they can that, whatever they want with. Like <laughs> just some of their picks like how they pick sanderson over drysdale but you know yeah, I, yeah sanderson is you better hope you hit on that one that's all oh, definitely. but Drysdale's already in the nhl looking pretty yeah. good so and, but stutzlo is definitely like a home run pick for them oh, and it's definitely worked out. He, you saw he got a hat trick right against winnipeg mm-hmm. yeah no and it, they were all they were pretty nice goals too so just, he had one where it was just a bullet over the, the uh, like glove side or something oh my gosh it was a laser everyone's like uh it was an empty net though but like you had to work for that empty net though so <laughs> go ask any nhl player that's gotten a hat trick if they care that the last one's an empty netter yeah. i doubt they care ryan hartman had a hat trick with two empty netters and then a goal that went off his butt that's right i remember that like dude trust me a hat trick is hard enough to get as it is like mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's 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 another one of those cases, Pierce, like you said earlier, where it's just why can't people just enjoy things? Why is it always just well, but something? What about ism? Yeah, what about ism? There we go, man. So this is from Elliot Freeman. Jack Eagle admits he's upset about the way things have been handled since his injury. He says there's been a bit of a disconnect between him and the Sabres. Eichel would not discuss if he's asked for a trade, except that, that he didn't play as well as he wanted to, and he added he has a lot of thinking to do. And that last sentence is, is telling he has a lot of thinking to do. Oh, yeah. This, he, held, he holds he holds all the cards. I don't care. He holds all the oh, cards. Definitely. If he wants to get traded, he'll get traded. It's like Eric Carlson a few years ago. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's the that's the way I look at it because everyone thought Eric Carlson, like just in terms of trade value, like was going to get the sun and the moon, and Jack Eichel, in theory, should get the sun and the moon. But you have soiled your asset so bad in Buffalo. This is from like a, a management standpoint mm-hmm. that I'm sorry if I'm a team calling, I'm not I'm not going to give you my best prospect first trade offer. No, I'll give you a first maybe, maybe, but like clearly what's the gm's name kevin adams yeah kevin he has adams. no idea what he's doing up there no he has he's not a, a clue he's just a pagula man yeah he has not a clue what he's doing you can't even get a first for taylor hall who won an mvp three years ago like i'm sorry if i'm if i'm a gm i'm looking at that and i'm salivating at the mouth like what can i get to make this guy bite you know what i mean and it's clear Here's the player the wouldn't care the play and 
if I'm Buffalo, you know, you don't even have to like worry. You or like you don't even have to think like what if. You know it's gonna happen. He's gonna do exactly what Ryan O'Reilly did as soon as he left Buffalo. Yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna be an instant yeah. impact in the playoffs, fighting for a cup. And that's Ryan O'Reilly. Imagine Jack Eichel on a team. Freaking Eichel, bro. Guy who would probably be a number one pick every other year if he wasn't behind Connor McDavid. <laughs> he just happened to be in the same draft as McDavid. Unreal, dude. Like. Guy who has gotten better every single year he's been in the league. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm just – and people will still say, well, I don't want to give up, you know, Doc or something. Or I don't want to oh, give up this. Or really people odd. even on the Rangers who are like, I don't want to give up Kako. It's like, dude, I'll are give up Lafreniere. Like, yeah. you, you, give up the, you give up the magic beans for the known product, you know? Are they good? Right. Yes. Are they going to be as good as uh, Jack Eichel? No. Exactly. It's – you, you you can't go off the what if when you know this guy is a bona fide superstar. Like I don't know. And for the and from a Hawk standpoint, you already know he has chemistry with these teammates. He has so much chemistry with Kane to bring it. Like, oh, that could be a line at the Olympics. It was a line at the World Championships for a couple mm-hmm. of years. Yeah. With Colin White occasionally. Colin White. God. People thought he was gonna be so good because he was centering Kane at the World Championships. <laughs> And he got two goals. Damn, oh, the streak saying Dylan Strom for Colin White. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't even speak that into existence. <laughs> we get like another Artem Anisimov S contract uh, on the team. Uh, uh, that's right. He's making a lot of money for quite a few <laughs> years. For like four more years, I want to say. It's a lot of money. And he was getting scratched a lot. <laughs> Ottawa. That, it's like when that's the thing with Ottawa too. I like they're doing right things, but they still scratch. I, a lot of head scratchers over there. Yeah, like Brandstrom was getting kind of shafted. Perfect. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they picked up Victor Mete, and he's been great there. Yeah, that was great. That was great by them. Like Victor Mete just needed to get away from Mark Bergevin. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that guy. Victor Mete reminds me a lot of what we did with Henry Yokiharu. Yeah. Just thrown to the wolves. Did pretty good initially, but just couldn't hang on. And Love then, favorite. Mm-hmm. dude, he's gonna. Henry Yokihara is gonna be a Florida Panther this offseason. That's my hot take. Oh, my uh, wouldn't surprise me. He's gonna get his boys back, and he's gonna have his pairing of former Hawks of Forsling and Yokihara. <laughs> Not just stalwart pairing, baby. Yeah, that's gonna be his second. That's gonna be like his OD or Jalmerson 2.0. And then he'll have his Uyghur Ekblad first pairing, which ain't bad either. Mackenzie Uyghur's so good. <laughs> There's the thing. I was going to trade Buffalo like Mason Marchman. It's like Buffalo, all we like is grit. Here, you take Henry Okiharu. We'll take this man. And, like, that's the thing with Buffalo, too, with Eichel. It's like, what are you going to even tell this guy to make him want to stay at this point? Yeah. What can you do? Like, you're, you can't get a coach. The no. coach is not going to make a difference at this point. You're not putting talent around him. It's just flat out simple. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have no plan in net? Like, obviously, I have uh, uh, Ukapaka Ruku. No, no, hey, you can't forget uh, Michael Hauser. I think that's what his name was. Yeah, Michael Hauser's. <laughs> but he's, he's like good, a good journey for him. He's a good story, but yeah, that's not a guy that you plan, play future around originally. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, oh my god. god. Up, but. Oh yeah, dude. It's just it's a mess there. And if I'm any NHL GM right now, I am just I am harassing the crap out of Kevin Adams trying to get a trade. Knocking mm-hmm. on Adams' door. 
Oh my god. That's the name of the podcast now. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Took yes. us an hour and a half to do it, but perfect. <laughs> Finally found it. Oh my gosh. But yeah. Like since I thought of that in my mind, I'm like, yeah, that's the podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. So what would be your prediction for one team that you think he would go to? Dude, uh LA would be interesting because they have the center depth where it's like, okay, you don't maybe you don't have the uh like the center depth right now, like the superstar right now, so it's like, okay, here, take Alex Turcott. Man. Plus. Like Turcott and like maybe like a Kupari or something. Yeah. Here's what I, sorry, here's what I was thinking earlier. Do you think even Gerard Gallant could fix that Buffalo team? No. No, <laughs> Jeff Skinner a forty goal scorer again now. <laughs> Not Dude, a that's... chance. Like just, there's so many rooted problems with that team that just can't be fixed. I feel like. But dude, I didn't even think about LA as a trade option. That could be super interesting. And then you just have Byfield and Doc going forward in the or Byfield and Doc, Doc Eichel going forward in the future. Another good center. I would understand why you'd mix those two up. Yeah, <laughs> another big, big-bodied center. <laughs> yeah, I feel like one team. There's two teams that come to mind. But one's like one's like a contending team I could see, and another one's just like a like a wild card. But like I could definitely see a world where Dallas just goes big game hunting and tries to get Jack Eichel because they were. You got to remember they were in on Tavares. They were in on Carlson. They got mm-hmm. Pavelski. So they've been trying a big game hunt the last couple years anyway. And there's still a position where they could potentially make another run, especially if you get Eichel. Exactly. And you have a lot of movable pieces that, like, could be interesting for them to pick up. Like, Buffalo could get a guy like Thomas Harley or a guy like Jason like Jason Robinson. Robertson. I mean, they wouldn't want to move him, but, like, hey, rip your hands. Exactly. Like, you could get – there are pieces there that you could trade to get a better – to get a Jack Eichel. But then here's my wild card because – I got a feeling this team's going to be doing some crazy moves this offseason, too. I could definitely see a world where Calgary gets Jack Eichel. Because uh, <laughs> they're going to do something exactly really big this offseason. Because they need to shake up. You know they're going to do something, and whether that's and good or bad. Dominic, Sean Monaghan the other way. That's the other thing. Here's the thing. Daryl Sutter coaching Jack Eichel. I don't know if I like that. I like – but here's the thing. Matthew Kachuk with Jack Eichel. Dude, All-American line could draw Eichel and – Kachuk. It's a fun team. I mean, I that's what I just think is I it's gonna be one of those teams that you don't expect because mm-hmm. obviously there's gonna be like the Rangers are gonna be everyone's gonna think it because you know they need a center. And they're they also air. On all the big stars, yeah. What if like Minnesota goes for him? That's what I was gonna say. Minnesota. What about like Rossi and plus for Eichel? Dude, Kaprizov and Eichel. Oh my gosh. Dude, even split them up. Capri- Caprizov can just play with anyone, and you just nope. go like, yeah, just put Fiala. Michael with Fiala and like whoever the hell else, any, like Felino, yeah. with some skill. Hey, Matthew Boldy, Matthew Boldy, there you go. Man, the Wild are not going to be fun to play <laughs> next year. They're not on like the like a like a, the level of like Colorado, but yeah, but they're 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 sneakily good. Than us. <laughs> well, we don't know that until we play them, but from what we've seen. They got more scoring depth, at least. That's for sure. That's with for no sure. That's the crazy part. Dude. They have no centers in Minnesota. They have right? no center depth Victor at all. Victor Rask is their one. Like, what? Okay, Joe, I take that back. Oh, Joel Erickson is not bad, but is he your first-line center? Uh, I don't think so. He's good, too. Yeah, he definitely. very nice behind Jack Eichel. <laughs> or Marco Rossi. Well, 
in yeah. the event that they Rossi. trade for Eichel. Yeah. yeah, Rossi's probably the more obvious one, but you know, here on the PJS cast, we like to believe in pipe dreams. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally it. the whole reason we started the show. I feel like <laughs> definitely. Anyways, I don't know. Do you have anything else to add to that, or we can wrap this sucker up? Well, I think that's it. It's good to see the Hawks. Let's see that they can close it out one more time in front of the fans. Honestly, tonight. I hope they win. Yeah. Because this is the last year where the lottery's chaotic anyway, so we know yeah. what happens. We'll we're, just get, we'll move up 10 spots. Yeah, we're, we're not, I, I doubt we're going to move up, which... Oh, I don't know. I don't care. I just say that jokingly. This, this, yeah, this draft is like not strong enough to be like, okay. Yeah. Like, like Let's put it this way. If they were good, if, if they do this again next year... I'm going to be pissed. Because oh, if, if next they, year, it's either y'all better be good or y'all better be bottom five. Because I'm not 20, doing this. Or 2023 with yeah, uh, like, y'all better with suck Connor, Bedard, Connor Bedard and Matt Faye Mitchkoff. Yep. It's yeah. ridiculous, dude. Literally, that's going to be the next Crosby and Ovechkin. And they went off oh, against oh, each oh. other in the U18 gold medal game. Dude, which, that Bedard goal was so oh, fucking yeah. gross. Oh, my God. The thing is, Shane Wright beat McDavid's record for mm-hmm. most points. A 15 year old, I'm pretty sure, and the fact that he's getting a lot like kind of lost behind Connor Bedard just speaks to like, year young, just yeah, like, dude. He's not even 16 yet, it's insane. Like, <laughs> gosh, man, the future's bright for the NHL, that's for sure. Definitely, yeah, yeah, that's all I gotta say, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, speaking of which, you know, we can talk to that'll help us, uh talk a bit more about the draft chris peters who was on the show last year i think it's almost been exactly a year and we'll have him on to talk uh his upcoming draft and also 2022 2023 as well quite, yeah can't but, wait uh, well maybe we could uh see who the blackhawks might pick with their uh i think they're like at 12th right now i think or yeah, something they're, gonna, like that. they're gonna finish with the end game that i always thought they were gonna do 13th place or 13th 13th draft pick. i think they would be yeah but Arizona, they're oh, yeah. interesting because it's a forfeited pick. I think they'd be 11th or 12th, something like that. Gotcha. And, I, and I'm not sure if they can move up or move down, so I'm pretty sure that's, like, their spot. But they're in a spot where either you're going to get a player or you can trade that and get a player. So Yeah, and we've seen it every year. There's a good player that falls. Yep, Just every time. Yeah. Every time. And I'm so confident in this uh, scouting group that you know they're going to get someone good. Oh, I know Mark Kelly's going to pick someone, and I'm going to initially be like – Okay, what? Who's this guy? And yeah, then I'm going to exactly. look at his highlights and be like, oh, okay, I see what he sees now. <laughs> not, bad, not bad, yeah. Anyways, yeah, thank you everyone for tuning in. It was nice talking to you, Schmitty, especially after that yeah. uh, short that short guy left, you know. Oh, my gosh, yeah, he couldn't even <laughs> look over the mic. Do you see that? <laughs> yeah, sheesh. <laughs> Anyways. He's a good spirit. <laughs> thank you, yeah. He's a good sport that we throw all the shit out of. <laughs> and he's still friends with us. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, he does it to himself sometimes. <laughs> Hope y'all are uh, staying safe. And by the way, get vaccinated if you can. Please. But certainly if you're in the U.S., Canada, it's really tough right now. But if you're in the U.S., get fucking vaccinated because it, right. it's a lot easier there than it is here. Keep it in hockey terms. You want full fucking capacity arenas again. Exactly, dude. Like, again... I brought this up earlier, but Vegas, like watching them win that overtime game against St. Louis, it was just so great seeing fans again. And what was it? Florida's gonna have like fifty percent capacity, yep. which half five hundred fans only. Am I right? But people don't realize that literally. I'm pretty sure all those fans will probably be Tampa Bay Lightning fans driving down. <laughs> to yeah, go exactly. But like either way, just fans, fans. It's gonna be people. It's gonna be so great. Yeah, like oh my god. Playoff, like watch old playoff highlights. It's just it, it's, it's crazy electric. how much we. 
it's crazy how much we took for granted how much fans play into part of like the playoffs and the stuff and to the drama and all that so oh my gosh anyways yeah stay safe get vaccinated wear a mask and all that stuff social distance and yeah peace y'all go blackhawks Fox.